killer whale captivity in Ontario. That's beautiful. We live? Hey, I just got a, a tweet from Phil Demers, that dude who's on the the trainer, Walrus trainer. They banned uh, killer whale captivity in Ontario. Rich Voss doesn't give a fuck about that, though. Do you, Rich Voss? Are you Voss? kidding me? It's all um, one of my biggest missions in life is the killer whale. The killer Where? whale. <laughs> the kill. I just there's too much feedback. I'm trying to get this. Too much feedback. Like it's there's like a hum. What are you, in Jimi here. Hendrix? <laughs> is there a hum? Like it. How do really? I turn it down? It's uh, there's knobs, right? Is there a hum? A, not a hum. I'm, I lied because I fucked up, so I wanted to make it look like there was a reason I fucked up. Where do you turn it down? Which what, what knob? Number one. This one right here. Yeah. Oh. No, Boy, you guys are. Is that it? Is that better? Talk. Talk. Testing one two. There. Oh my god. Is that too loud? Yeah, it's a little weird. How about that? No, a little in between that. Okay. <laughs> It's like a fucking. I'm a Is that prim- good right there? No, it sucks. I'm like a prima donna when it comes to sound. Uh, to tell you the truth, I hate wearing <laughs> headphones. Don't do you? You don't have to wear them. I don't. No, take them off. Fuck I those like, things. I have. I like the little ones. I put oh, in. okay. Uh, yeah. Now, Why do look you... how perfect it is. Sounds like, like like I'm a whole like new we're man. Talking. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, let's do this. I know. We'll let Jamie handle everything. Uh, Jamie, if shit gets weird, let us know. No, I. I Brian, I, you gonna go crazy and stick with the headphones? I like the headphones. Wow. You do? He's yeah. a gangster. Look uh, at him. Look at him over there. Are you periscoping? Yeah. Just live your life. Okay. Did you go back to the little phone? Uh, oh, that's the I, Samsung. No, I'm using the Samsung Edge. It's really oh, very nice. Nice. And actually works very well. I'm very happy with it. It's great. I like that phone. It's a very yeah. sweet phone. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for the Ting. I got a um, um, uh, GSM card. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. An unlocked phone. And uh, it, it's cool. The camera is so amazing compared mm-hmm. to it. Uh, and if you compare the, like the iPhone 6 with it, it's like night and day difference how much better the, 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 the low camera? Quality. Yeah, the camera is. I'm a big fan of that Samsung phone. They, they make a slick phone. That new one, the new Galaxy, uh, the S6 and the S6 Edge, are, yeah. so, the quality is so much better than the 5. But I really wish they didn't have to uh, go with the, um, the now it's not waterproof anymore and you don't have re- replaceable media storage. You, can't, you know what's can't really good? Battery out. You know what's really good though is this one I was completely dead and it has such a fast charge on it in my car in like 30 minutes it, it charged up to 56% of the, the battery in like 30 minutes. It was almost hmm. completely. That's it's great. I like them though. I yeah. like them. Are you anti technology, Rich? Uh, well, I got this, uh, the iPhone 6 Plus, because I want to make my little hands even look smaller when I hold this thing. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I lay in bed trying to play Scrabble and it falls out of my fucking hands and it's just the most aggravating thing on the planet. But I'm, you know, I what do I use it for? I take some pictures and uh, maybe I'll record something, internet, uh, Twitter. So mm-hmm. What else do I need a fucking phone for? I hear Call, you. You know, I mean, what, what uh, recording, that's it. You know, the videos I take of my kids. And that's it, you know. The, so. the cameras in these new phones are fucking incredible. The people that make cameras must be so bummed out. Because they used to think, those little point-and-click cameras that everybody used to have. Oh, that market's oh, yeah. dead. Who the fuck buys those now? So I saw a lady the other day took a picture. Not only that, how about the people that buy the ones that are disposable? How white trash are you <laughs> that you're don't that you buying a disposable fucking camera? you got to bring it somewhere and get it developed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got to stick. This, these pictures are great because then I'll send this to my iPad, to my, mm-hmm. uh, to my MacBook, and I'll send them, you know. It's fucking, I don't even send them. I put it right next to it, and it. It downloads to 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 my iPad. Did you ever see that Robin Williams movie, Twenty Four Hour Photo? Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie, yeah. amazing. But today you'd be like, why would you go? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you? Active. 
get developed? Don't you have a printer? Like, what do you? I have film that. Wasn't that, that long. Do you have any film that you haven't developed? Like, I just found a camera that when I was 20, I met a girl on AOL or AOL, and, and she lived in Chicago. My mom's like, I'm going to Chicago Wait a minute, for that work. Was 20 years ago. It was like the first girl I ever met on AOL. It was so 95. Some AOL one or two, and I met her on thing, and we used to go back and forth. And, and my mom's like, I'm going to Chicago for work, and I'm like, Hey, that girl lives in Chicago. So I met her, and we like spent a day together in Chicago. Don't remember what she looked like, but. That text you sent me, someone's trolling you, obviously. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I found out. Of yeah. course. Yeah, he thought yeah. it was funny to say that he was LOL. my son. Well, you'd have to be, you would have to have been like been 16. Seven, 17. 17? But yeah. I was looking, and there was one girl that I that I had sex with that I don't remember who she was, and I'm it sure could have been her. Uh, <laughs> did you tell him, send me the pictures of me? Well, he said it was Asian. I was like, oh, I had my first uh, Asian a couple years ago. The, Lying bitch. The worst, the worst is when you met girl. Like, I met this girl once, and... You know, she was hot, and I flew to Florida a couple of days to have sex, you know, and then, like, all of a sudden, she, I'm going out to lunch with her and her mother. Like, what the fuck? She's a, probably she's a stripper, so yeah. she's pure dysfunction. And I, we go to a hotel. All of a sudden, I fucking, right when I bust a fucking nut, all I think is, how am I going to get out of this whole situation? <laughs> I mean, I'm talking another day and a half of this fucking horribleness. And she was hot. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But and, it, it matters enough to get you into the mess. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's like it's like anything. Like when you're copping fucking free base or crack, the whole excitement is going up there and getting through the guns and, you know, dealing, you know, <laughs> and not fucking, you know what I mean? And then you get, it's like you get to home and boom, now I got it. I made it through. You know, the minefields, I got the fucking crack, I smoke it, all right. But the whole excitement leading up to it, you know. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to me with these fucking broads, when I'd pick them up and take them back to my place, uh, in my shitty apartment, I, they I, they can never stay. I said, listen, you got to leave because my ex-wife drops my kids off in the morning and I can't have my kids seeing, you know. You. you, okay, and especially I don't want my ex-wife seeing you, knowing that I went from her to you. You know what I'm saying? So That's hilarious. Getting them out is, you know, when you talk about traveling and getting laid. It's just amazing the difference. And I don't know if women, I don't think they have this experience. The difference in perspective of before you have sex with them and then after you have sex with them. It's so radically different. Like, before you have sex with them, you can't wait. You're, like, looking at her ass and looking at her, her waist and her tits. You're like, oh, this is going to be a mess. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, God, what am I doing? That's the difference between being with a girl you really do care about and being with a girl that your body just tricked you, you know? And that can happen to a guy. And that's how you know, like, if you have sex with a girl and then afterwards you're hanging out and talking yeah. and cuddling and you love it. You're like, oh, She's really nice. I really like her. I didn't get tricked this time. It's like you don't even know until the fog clears. Like, oh, oh, where are where? Oh, hello, hi. It's and so then, weird yeah. how instant it is. Yeah. Also, it's immediate. It's Listen, so disgusting. You could be with a girl and and everything's great, like you say, and then all of a sudden, the way uh, she throws a piece of garbage in the wastebasket in your room. You go, I hate her. <laughs> okay? <laughs> just one little thing. I was with this girl. Just, I'm telling you, I get, it was right after my first divorce. I was working in South Carolina, and I met this girl. You couldn't have been any better looking. Smart, uh, great career, newscaster. 
So in South Carolina, we're fooling around. It was great. I'm like, did I really find love again? Right? You know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, she's beautiful, fun to be with. Uh, she came to Alabama where I was working, I guess, whatever. It wasn't far. And we Great weekend. Then I'm in Florida, uh, where, and she flies down to see me. And, and we're laying in bed, and I, I'm really sick. I have a fever. And, and she goes to touch me, goes, what can I do? And I go, well, the first thing is get your fucking arm off me. <laughs> not, not like that. I said, don't touch me. And then, oh. then I knew, I, I knew like, I, I, you have to get out of here. <laughs> and I took it, I, I can't, I can't hand, I can't, I can't do this. And it was, she was perfect because I'm so fucking damaged in life that I'm going to destroy everything around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you have that damaged personality and that, you know, the whole, I'm not good enough or I'm not, where you, somehow you're going to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's great about Bonnie. She's as damaged as I am. It's like, you know. Is just, she really? Uh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you a story. Okay. And I, I, we told on our radio, she grew up on a fucking farm. Okay. When she, I guess, 11 or 10, she had to have a, a major operation, you know, something removed from down down here. Penis, I don't know what it penis? was. It was, a, no, God, I wish, I wish you still had one of those. So she had to have it removed. Right. 11 years old. And she lived in Cold Lake. And her parents put her on a bus to go have the operation in like Toronto or wherever, 10 or 11 years old, maybe nine, by herself, because her parents couldn't leave because it was harvest season and they were farmers. They put a nine or 10 year old girl on the bus to go have a, <laughs> go have part of her body taken out. Oh my God. In the hospital, you know, and then come home. You know what I mean? I think maybe they visited her at one point, but she grew up you know, poor in the beginning, sleeping on dirt floors, you know, and then they're, you know, farmers and killing chickens and this and that. And, you know, and but she was always creative, brilliant fucking. I, I read one of her books she made as a kid called uh, Chicken Island. You know, she wrote a book as a kid. Just brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. That's how my kid is. And, 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 and then if you don't think she's damaged... She went out with Mark Cohen, who's a guitar act. How can you not fucking... Nothing against a guy. Good songs. Uh, mm. but she's a comic and a female. Whatever, whatever that guy. Huh? I don't know. He was married, had kids, and his wife uh, did some cancer stuff or whatever. And I always got along with him. He was a good guy. He was a nice guy. He was a great guy. Everybody liked yeah. him. Yeah. He was a great guy. He was funny. Is he out of business? No, I don't think so. He's probably just doing whatever, you know. Just never whatever. hear his name anymore. Sometimes that happens, you know. You, you, like you're around a guy all the time, and then for whatever reason, you don't hear their name anymore. They just stop, like, exchanging circles or, you know, your yeah. cir circles stop uh, interacting with each other. Yeah, there was this guy, Anthony, I knew, and you would always hear his name. Anthony. Kuma. And Kumia? B Kumia. <laughs> you don't hear Opie and Anthony? Yeah. That and you don't hear his name anymore. Uh, no. Well, the, uh, he's uh, still preaching to the converted. <laughs> how, how many, uh, do you know how many uh, podcast uh, subscribers he has? Because he's subscription only, right? Yeah. Which I think. Um, 22. 
22 people? <laughs> no, he's doing... I think he's doing all right. I think he's doing all right. He charges like five bucks a month or something. Is I, have, no, I think he's doing... I've done this podcast. It was a lot of fun when I went out there. If he was in New York and they are sending yeah. up in New York... Then it'd be like he needs to move to ad base though. If he moves to ad base, he'll be fucking huge. He's really good. He's funny. He's a funny fucking guy. Not only he's very smart. He's politically smart. Yes, very he smart. He knows politics. Mm -hmm. He knows what's going on. But people are not going to pay. They're not paying to subscribe to things, especially when you can for the same amount you can get all the channels on Sirius, yeah. all of them. And what, what do you? How many do shows do you do a week? You do like three a week, four? Do you do four a week? Yeah, but what's five dollars a month? I mean, really, if you think about to it, to me, it's not that much. But if yes. you're broke and you have to like make your decisions, you know, there's a lot of people that yeah. are broke. Like that's a lot of people don't like serious for that very reason because they have to like you, they have to think. Okay, that's another five bucks, and then this is another five bucks, and that's a, it. All adds up. If you're if you're chipping away, that all adds up. Especially when there's so. so much free content nowadays. Even with Periscope, I was yeah. just watching uh, Burt Kreischer the other day for like an hour, and you know that's all free, and that mm -hmm. was just like a podcast, but it was live. And well, Joey does um, the morning joint. Joey yeah. Diaz every morning gets up at seven o'clock. He lets everybody know, like he gives you a ten minute warning on Twitter, and at seven o'clock he lights a joint and starts talking shit, and he talks shit for like five minutes, and then he says, "All right, go wash your pussy. Have a good day, you motherfuckers. Go kill her. Go kill her." out there and he gives you like a little motivational speech but I I think that that kind of shit is the future you know and he's gonna get ads for Periscope that's what he's gonna do that's how he's gonna handle it yeah that's the future yeah I mean look Anthony hope they're all set financially I don't know how long it's gonna last I don't know how you know they did pretty well mm -hmm. you know his house have you been to his house no I've seen pictures it's of fucking it, unbelievable. It's, it it looks like Victoria Gotti used to live there it's fucking beautiful you know it's real you know, fucking statues pouring, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got money. It's yeah. got fucking money. It's so real that was Italian. from Sirius. Sirius gave him a ton of money. Yeah, you know, he was with them forever. Those guys, they were with NEW and Sirius. You know. So did Sirius want to get rid of him because they were paying so much money? I doubt Is that it. Part no, of it? I think no, no, yeah, because they're corporate. And once you say, Brian thinks yes, huh? Brian, you think yes. it was over money? Oh, I think that there's a lot of money problems over at that place. They're trying. Oh to yeah, cut. there was an article <laughs> about them cutting Howard Stern's money. Yeah, I think they're cutting the fat. Is pretty much what they're probably thinking about right now. Yeah, but I, they I, just took a huge loan out. Uh, serious did? Yeah, like was it a year ago. Millions and millions of dollars, and this was like the second huge loan I think that they did just to kind of bail them out and give them some time. But I thought their stock went up. I thought they were down to like yeah, to one dollar and thirty cents. Yeah, but it was at ten cents. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you could have became rich. But it was real high that. at one point in time. Was that four four dollars or yeah. eight dollars? You know, I don't understand stocks. It really realize, but I just know if this makes no sense that a company could be worth four times as much with the products exactly the same. Like uh, what? What's what's happening? It can crash. The stock can crash. But what what changed? You, I think the idea of stocks is fucking completely ridiculous. Do you buy stock you, at all, Joe? No. You should invest in Twitter right now, though, with this Periscope about to what? blow the fuck up. <laughs> Twitter doesn't make any money at all, man. Yeah, I have people that do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have stocks. I have um, I have funds. I, I invest in a bunch of different things. But quite honestly, I. I, I just, I think the days of people making fuck tons of money just on on stocks, they're, those days are numbered. It's it's weird times now. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I should say that. I I fucking know almost nothing about finances. I invested, and this was years ago. I think maybe two thousand dollars back when. I, and and my problem is I have a gambling problem like every other problem. 
So every day I'm looking at it to see if it went up or down, you know, and then it's, you know, it was go I'm going, this is doing great. Then all of a sudden dropped and I just said, fuck it, I got to stop this because I, all I'm doing is thinking about is this thing. And it's only like fucking 2,000 bucks or 3,000, but. What you invest in? It was a mutual fund. Mm. So it was a bunch of things together, right? That's, and I ended up saying, I'm done with this. I made like 400 bucks, but I would have lost it all. I would have lost, and it wasn't much, but it just it consumes your head, you know. Because if you're if you're gam if you're in Vegas gambling, you're thinking, oh fuck, I lost this here. If I get it back here, if I do this, if I, you know, if I just get three hundred today and three hundred, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, then if I get even, then maybe I can fucking win a little here. And that's all your head's going on when you're gambling in Vegas. You right. know, numbers and numbers are going through your fucking head nonstop in Vegas or at any casino, and I can't even imagine with stocks how, It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah, same it, exact thing. Yeah, you're sitting yeah. there all day, you got 10, say you got 10, you're, you got 10, uh, you're investing in 10 different, you know, companies. All day long, you're back and forth, this fucking company's losing, this, I gotta throw money over here from here, you know? Yeah. The fuck, it's too much. Just go shoot craps and either win or fucking lose. Yeah. It, it, it certainly is gambling and in, in that a lot of guys that are attracted to gambling they get involved in stocks And they get the same itch the same itch. It's going up and fucking sell like look at yeah. the floor when, when you see the floor and they're yelling and screaming at each other Which I don't even think they do anymore. I don't think they do it the same way I mean, I think what, what we were talking about um, That with people that understand who the fuck was it? We were talking with when they were talking about how they've um, that people have bought uh, property closer to Wall Street so they could trade quicker because they're trading with algorithms and it's all about like nanoseconds like literally the the distance in the pipe between the the office and the the floor the trading floor is makes the difference between selling and buying at the right time wow, it's like well, a I, ping yeah exactly <laughs> so they invested in all this real estate around that area real estate around wall street is fucking worth astronomical amounts of money well, just all you need is a small office yeah. you take that small office you put all your servers and all your stuff in there you do all your all your um transactions from there and it's it's amazing well a lot of the stuff i learned about uh <clears throat> Wall Street and stock was from trading places, so I'm pretty I know a lot about it That's a you good know, reference point. Huh? They you know. know. Yeah, that was a good movie uh, so, uh, I See these guys, but you know during the whole market crash and and the banking and I and I'm not really uh, The smartest when it comes to the subject uh, when people lost their homes their fucking life earnings not one of those cocksuckers went to jail Okay, mm. but you fucking you know do whatever uh, you know they'll throw uh, you know uh, who you know Martha Stewart in jail for a couple. But no one from Wall Street was ever indicted for anything. Yeah, no one That's, other than that Bernie Madoff guy. But, but that guy was just stealing. That was a totally different. That animal. wasn't Wall Street. That was to divert your attention from Wall Street. That oh, was just a Ponzi conspiracy. scheme. Well, no, he had nothing to do with Wall Street. That was a Ponzi scheme. Right. Okay, he wasn't working out on Wall Street. He was just scamming people. For yeah. money, that another that wasn't the banking, you know, uh, giving mortgages to people that can't afford them, and right. you know, it started off with the real estate. It started off with the real estate salesman. Yes, we can get you into this house. 
then to the broker, then to the bank, and they're giving out these fucking houses to people. Like that, Bernie, and that kept people's minds off of really what was going on down in Wall Street because it happened at the same time. What amazed me about that Bernie Madoff thing is that people that understood money got robbed. Like a lot yeah. of people, they I guess it was just greed. I guess like he was offering such a large percentage of return on your money that. People just, they just said, look, I'm going to take a chance with this fucking guy. Whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. People make it 25% returns, all those crazy returns. But it was just, it was, he just banked on people not cashing in, which is just amazing. But when's enough enough, too? When, like, how much money, like, there's people that lost millions. Mm -hmm. You know, so when's enough enough for a person or, if, you know what I mean? Like, look, take corporations. When's enough enough where you're going to start treating your fucking employees like human beings? Start Cor giving Corporations are very tricky because with corporations, it's all about they have to continue to make more money than they made the last year. It's all about infinite growth. So, like, if you made a million dollars this year, you have to show them, you know, in a first quarter of the next yeah. year, we're up 5%. And you have to keep doing that. If you don't keep doing that, then you're losing money because you have stockholders. And your main obligation is to earn these stockholders' money. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. And if you don't do that, they'll get rid of you as a CEO. Well, it's the same as any comedy club. If I go in a comedy club, if they make money and I make money, we're happy. As long as you don't lose, you know, I fight with comedy clubs. I go, well, you didn't lose last time I was there. Well, we didn't make, well, look, you didn't lose. It was a, there's a profit, okay? Uh, I talked to these employees from Costco after a show a couple weeks ago. They're fucking paid 30-something an hour, health insurance, uh, you know, uh, kickbacks from whatever they, they spend there. I mean, this corporation is great to their employees. Costco is. Yeah, they're fucking great. I'm talking to these ladies that have been there 20 years, 18 years, that are making, you know, for 35 bucks an hour and, and, and getting health benefits. And, 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 and whenever they buy products there, a percentage of that goes into their whatever fund. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great corporation. But there's other ones, I don't want to say names because I don't want to get fucking sued, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when's enough enough? How much money does a certain family need before they start taking care of their fucking employees? For a lot of folks, I think what happens is that's the only way that they keep score of things. You know, the only way you keep score is money. And if you're not making more money than you were making before, you feel like you're losing. They never feel like yeah. they're accomplishing anything unless they're making money. They don't have a quantifiable score on anything else. It's not like, you know, like if you were doing something else that you really enjoyed doing on top of making that money, you know, like something competitive maybe. I think there's yeah. a lot of a lot of what, what goes on in business is competition, you know. I mean, it's a lot of it is sort of what made human beings human beings in the first place it's like this desire to constantly move ahead constantly you know make everything better progress keep pushing forward like that whole desire that led to cities agriculture that's the same sort of instinct that leads people to continually pursue and get greedy and greedier yeah it's drive yeah and the best point is when they don't have anything else to fall back on mm -hmm. you know when they I don't know. I mean, look, you look at Trump. I don't know about his... I know he knows how to build fucking golf courses. This fucking guy knows how well, to build golf. Well, you're a golfer, golf. so you understand yeah. And I've been to some of his courses. Does he golf? Fucking yeah, he golfs. You know, I've heard stories, but he golfs. Heard stories about what? He sucks? No, I heard he's okay. I heard he's okay. I, I, I'm, what stories uh, have you heard? You say that, that, that he, he plays a lot of golf. He plays a lot Does of he golf. Does he gamble? 
Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I never, I don't know. No, I'm just saying he'll fly in on his helicopter, you know, but he likes to win. He's right. a, he likes to win in life. Right. And maybe like, say, let's even say we'll use a Malcolm X term by any means necessary. Whoa. He likes to win. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel racial tension in the room. No, no, no. Do you feel it? Uh, awkward boner. But okay. So he's is is well off in life, but at least on the side, he's doing something that gives him passion. Right. Do you know any, he's building these golf courses and he's going to play. And I'm not pro Donald Trump or anti or say, I'm just saying that this is a guy that besides building big fucking skyscrapers all over New York and everywhere, he's got his, his thing is building and playing golf. Remember when he was trying to say that Obama wasn't born in America? He was like, he was chasing that down. Obama was born in Kenya and his birth certificate was fake. (laughs) But you know what's going to be funny? When that all comes out, Obama says, you know what, you guys? Uh, After it's over, after (laughs) he did eight years. He's done, look. All right. That's America. In the interest of total disclosure, I am, in fact, a radical Muslim terrorist. I've been infiltrating and trying to weaken America from the inside. All of you white people in Iowa, you were all right. Yeah, the white people in Iowa. All those fucking crazy Christians at the Take Back America, folks. Have you heard the Rick Santorum song, Take Back America? We played it yesterday. Yeah, but who's ever in office, the other side's going to hate him and trash him and do whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, at Bush stunk. Obama's not the best president on the planet either. None of them, none of, you know, if you're a fucking Jew that votes for Obama, there's got to be, I mean, he's not really, really pro-Israel. You know, he's not anti, but he's not the So if you're a Jew, you have to be pro-Israel. That's, is that well, the deal? Well, no, because here's the thing. You don't have to be pro-Israel, but anti-Semitism that runs rapid throughout Europe. Rampant? It, that's the word. I guess it's rapid as well. No, Probably I'm rampant. Look at, look at fucking, this isn't uh, fucking Bonnie <laughs> or Norton correcting me. I say some wrong words every now and then, Do but you, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. What did I say? Rampant. Rapid. I'm th- pretty sure you say rapid. Did you say no, rapid? No. No, rampant or rapid. I bet you can say ramp. It runs rampant or Ramp- rapid. Rampant or rapid. I, I said rampant. Let's rampant look it up. Not it. Rampant. Rampant. I said rampant. <laughs> rampant. Wait, what did oh I say? God. It's amp rampant. Rampant. Uh, okay, what did I say? Rampant. You said rapid. I'm pretty sure. It runs rapid. It could have been anything. It could have been. It could have been. But you knew what I was talking about. Basically. Okay. anti But just in case someone listening is young and impressionable, and they might go use that same word, like when they're running, (laughs) going for a job interview or something like that. Okay. Well, you know, I think disinformation runs rapid throughout this world. (laughs) Okay. But uh, I would like to. We'll talk about a couple things I know that I can't fuck up. Uh, Okay. Uh, So. Jews, Obama, what? Okay, so the anti-Semitism yes. throughout Europe, that's, right. oh, yeah, it's that's out of control. Well, have you seen that thing it's in, the, in France? Right. You know, they, they had uh, this uh, guy dressed up as a Jew walking through these uh, Muslim neighborhoods in Paris. Like, whoa, there's some fucking serious... That's obviously where Charlie Hebdo happened, where they, yeah. they killed those guys for drawing those cartoons of Muhammad. Um, there's a lot of anti-Semitism in, in Europe. Yes. I was talking to Ari about it. And uh, Ari and his brother, his brother actually lives in Europe, and he said that essentially they were just like really tolerant of uh, of all sorts of different religions, and a lot of like really radical people moved there because of that, because it was a good place for them. Well, it's going to overflow. Whatever happens, it overflows. The anti-Semitism in this country. The people in this country really think Jews run this country. 
they really don't. think that, huh? They don't. Do you really? I've been here. I've been getting these newsletters. <laughs> three. I, I, I was explaining to a comic. You, know, you run this country. There's three percent of us in this country. Three percent. Now they've done really well, though. Yes, yes, yes. We're good. Yeah, but how could you? If if we did. That would say the other 97 percent is pretty fucking. We need to get this number down. Okay, three <laughs> percent. Now, now wait a second. Now wait a second. And I'm saying this is kind. Of, you know, you know the wasps run this country. Fucking Walmart's Chase Manhattan banks. All the, it's all fucking waspy old school money. Right. But this fucking world and country could not survive without Jews. Medicine, science, the arts. Fucking, we have given back more we, to this country. You. Yeah, you're part yeah. of that? Yes, I am. I kill on stage every time. I, <laughs> listen to me. If you're in Ventura this weekend at the oh, Ventura the, Harbor, the Harbor Comedy Yeah, Club? I'm there Friday. I heard it's a great place. Friday through Sunday. I, I heard they have top-notch comedians there. I, I'm there this week. And you I, are there this week? I don't fail. Okay, a word <laughs> or two might get messed up, but you'll know what I'm saying, but I'm not going to fucking fail. So, Jews have given back to society. Right. We've won more Nobel Prizes percentage for science and medicine than anybody else. That's not, true. It, European you know, Jews, are like, not, they're like number one when it comes to technology, Nobel Prizes for this science. These phones right here, where do you think that technology came from? LSD. Koreans. Jews. Jews. No, no, they're Chinese people and Steve Jobs, he did acid. Yeah, but they, they Steve still, Wozniak. They, listen. He was the genius behind it all. Is yeah, he no, Jewish? Wozniak? No, no. No. He, he, they're the ones who right. throw the, the technology in them. Oh. Jews? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Do you know this, what you're talking about? This part this of the phone right here What's to that? here. Oh, that Jews. part? Jews. <laughs> okay. Three-fifths of this phone, Jews. That's the part where the here, notifications yeah, pop right up? Right here, this area, <laughs> Asian, okay? Asian? Yeah. Okay. So this area right here down in the bottom corner? Mm-hmm. You know, Italians. Yeah. We don't. My people don't contribute shit. Yes, you I, do. I'll never buy a Ferrari ever. My the fucking tires will fly off on the highway. <laughs> you my guys people are great don't pay attention. Construction. No, do. What are you kidding me? Yeah, you run the construction. Maybe, barely. Oh. A little artistic stuff, but not not nothing engineering wise. I don't trust them. Uh, no, you know Italians. I, I gotta admit, they they've added a lot. Mm. I'm not impressed. How you not? Not impressed with my own people. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> fucking co you didn't see Boardwalk Empire? I fucking did. I saw a little bit of fucking it. Good. <laughs> fucking, you know. It's just I, I think that like when it comes to technology, the people that are most impressed with are the Japanese and the Germans. Mm. Japanese and the Germans seem to uh, especially when it comes to engineering, like uh cars, automotive engineering, it's hard to fuck with those two people. Yes, I, the Japanese I, and the Germans, like that's it. You know, Americans are like a third now. Uh, Americans, like, the new American cars are pretty fucking good. Like, have you seen those new Cadillacs that look like spaceships? Yes. CTSVs? Mm -hmm. Fucking beautiful, man. I mean, they finally nailed it. Like, the new, I drove one of those Escalades. I rented an Escalade. It's amazing. The new one is fucking fantastic. It is a great car. The, the, it handles like a, like a much smaller car. I mean, it's an enormous SUV, yeah. but they have this magnetic control suspension, and it handles like like a like an S class Mercedes. It's incredible. I, the the I, entire dashboard is a screen. Like the dashboard is a, like a laptop. Really? Like there's no real gauges. Like it, it, it's a it's a laptop screen. It's an LCD screen. 
That Very seems like nice. a, also a bad idea in no, some it's ways, great. doesn't yes, it? Is. You know what else is great? The navigation system is fucking huge. Wow. So you get this huge screen that's your uh, all your gauges, your gauge cluster. It's all LCDs. And then to the right, the navigation screen is fucking massive. How much you does know, that start fucking, off at? They're expensive. And if it's really sunlight, daylight, it is that. Can you not see? Are you like no? It hey, goes dim. It goes dim. It has a light sensor in it, oh. so it turns dark. It turns black when it's uh, at nighttime, and it turns white Whoa. when it's at daytime. I just yeah, that's what it looks I, like. I, I Look at that. Deal. See that LCD cluster there? That is all one big screen. Like all that shit you see, where it's two gauges. It's not really two gauges. That's all. That's all one flat screen. And so is the uh, thing to the right, the navigation screen. I was very impressed. Why is there a face right there? That's, that's someone's tits. I would, uh, I don't know, it's probably someone calling you or something. Oh, that's I cool. would totally buy one of those. I, you know, I have the Lexus, that big Lexus SUV, which I love, but I would definitely buy one of these Cadillacs. You know, so funny, a technology, like I have two German cars, but I don't have navigation in them. What? But, uh, well, I, they, I, I have a 2013 Mercedes. It, it no navigation. But I have, you know what's funny? I have a Garmin or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you could tell it's getting old. This, and this isn't a bit. This is true, but it will be a bit as of this weekend. Uh, when I when when she talks to me, she's breaking up. It's like she's getting old and dying. The voice in my Garmin, like she'll go make a turn at exit, and then it'll stop, and she'll stop talking, and then it'll pick up again. And and I feel like the whole thing is, is she's dying. Whoever the lady is, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, it it's so outdated. Right. That the fucking you could feel you, you. I have to put it to rest and get a car with navigation. You know what in the it. problem is? All of them can't fuck with this. Yeah. This is the best. When I Google yes. something, I want to know what it is, and then it says directions, and I press directions, and it goes Bluetooth through my uh, through my stereo. Oh, Waze, man, with the police. Like, you know yeah. when the police are up ahead. Do you it... know that police are using Waze, and they're they're faking yeah. police stops? Yeah. They're, they're, pu they're calling in fake ones to Waze just to fuck with the whole system? Yeah. Well, my Bonnie uses I haven't used this yet, because it eats up a lot of data, doesn't it? When you, uh... No. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't? For really. Well... What, are you worried about your data? Yeah, just switch to T-Mobile. Cutting on your prices down to Ventura? Well, let me explain something to you, okay? I have three fucking kids that are, two of them else are on my phone. Okay, I, two two older daughters mm -hmm. that I have to cut loose. How old are they? 24 and 22. They're still on your plan? Yes, I, I yes. Huh? Yeah, I know, cut, the, I know, yeah, cut them loose. Get a fucking job, kid. No, my daughter, 22 years old, just moved to Houston, called me last week. 22, uh, I just got hired starting at 50000 a year. Wow. That's pretty fucking good for a 22-year-old, isn't good. it? In Houston, in what New York. What does she do for a living? Huh? Uh, she's a oh, buyer for uh, she's a buyer for like clothing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and my that's other great. daughter graduated. That's no, a, I got a good for kid. twenty two. That's a great gig. That's fucking a real that's very good, good gig. That's very good. Yeah. She must I'll, be talented. I'll put her on my family plan. Give me, give me her number. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I oh. really, I'd rather give, I'd rather give her number to Farrakhan than give it to you. Okay. So, but no, ser seriously, if you're concerned about data, as an example, I just switched over to T-Mobile. Fifty dollars or a hundred dollars a month, you could have up to five phones and unlimited everything data. Everything and you can have up to five phones on it. So. That's pretty amazing. On yeah. what T-Mobile? T-Mobile, yeah. and it's got yeah. the best network. At least in Los Angeles, it's the best I don't, network. Better than Ver I'm on uh, way better than Verizon. Ver better than Verizon as far as phone calls. I, I've had I've had both Verizon, AT and T, and Sprint. 
compared to T-Mobile in the last like six months. And Verizon actually was the worst where I lived in Los Angeles. And then it might uh, just be where you live, and that's important. You yeah. know, where you got to find out where you live. Like yeah. I used to live in a spot where I could only use AT and T. Like AT and T was the only thing that worked. Comedy in my house, comedy store, uh, Verizon was almost zero bars, but. Uh, on uh, T-Mobile, it's like 30 upload. Well, that doesn't make any sense because I use the Verizon at the comedy store all the time, and it works perfect. Yeah, I'll do a speed test with you tonight or tomorrow. With a download test? <laughs> download and upload. It's amazing. Maybe that, but as far as like phone calls, which would all I use it for, right. other than like occasionally I do Periscope from there, which yeah. I like doing now. That's fun. Yeah, but this phone, I bought this... Uh, iPhone six. I bought it through Verizon. You not just take Apple. that phone in. They'll buy it from you. They'll they'll pay your your contract charge. You'll, they'll you'll, pay you'll me take, off. They'll, they'll get me because once you're you yeah. know I mean I'm fucking locked in with Verizon. Yeah, you know what I mean it's, this is some gangster shit. They'll pay all doing. The, They'll pay all the contracts and just to get off. you out of it. Yep. Just they're, to they're get losing, you. They're losing money like crazy, but they're just that this new president that T-Mobile has. He's just an amazing guy, and he, dude, I've made fun of T-Mobile my whole entire life. It was the best switch I've ever and made. Wait, now you're saying it's unlimited data, unlimited everything. How long before they have it where it's like in China? In China, you could be in the middle of the forest and you get five bars. They say that it's unbelievable. Like they have the best cell phone signals. Is that five G? I don't what, know what they have. Five G is about to come out. Which is it really? Is, yeah. When is that coming uh, out? Next three years, I think, is what they're saying. What is that going to be like? Crazy Instant. fast, like yeah, super Instant super movies. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. HD 4K. Like instantly. as you're taking off, you go, oh, I need this movie, and before it hits the air, yep, you have the movie. That's awesome. This is. I love this phone when it comes great to phone. download. I, I, I love this It's a great phone. phone. The, the top-end phones now, like the Samsung, the Galaxy uh, S6, and the iPhone 6, you, you know, they're amazing. It's just hard to complain. Fucking Skyping with my kids. Yeah, and it's, it's just amazing. Fucking, it's just amazing, this stuff. What uh, is that? 10 gigabytes per second. So 10 oh gigs Oh, my God. That's insane. <laughs> oh, my God. Fast enough to deliver a full-length HD movie on your phone in a matter of seconds. seconds. Ten, no. 10 times faster than Google Fiber and 40 times faster than 4G. That is fucking <laughs> incredible. 10 times faster than Google Fiber is mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're probably going to wind up doing the, the podcast through that. Oh, yeah. Once it's up, yeah. we'll probably wind up doing that. And when you start using that, thank the Jews. The Jews. Yes. I, I guarantee it's like a Korean dude who created that. Let's no find out. Jamie. Jamie, get on it. Nokia. Nokia. Yep. Korea. No, that's like Sweden, isn't it? Nokia. Nokia is European. It might be Jews. The ringtone sounds Jewish. It might be the Jews. No, might be the Jews if it's Nokia. Yeah. I think Nokia is a, a, a European company. What is Nokia? Find uh, out. I, I'm pretty sure. What is Nokia? Why did, but Nokia sounds Japanese. It's a Finnish. Finnish. Uh, sounds Japanese though, right? Nokia. Hi. What? Nokia. Yeah. Finnish. Whatever Finnish. From is. Finland. No Jews in Finland. They hide. They, they run from you the don't, Finland. They bring them in. Do you, do you fucking there. watch uh, uh, the Americans? They, the Russians you, are kidnapped. Everything Va Voss is like, didn't you see trading places? <laughs> <laughs> don't you get, watch the Americans? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You learn. I'm telling you. You learn right. from you learn. the TV box. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. It's a fucking rapid ascension to grace or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's my rapid discrimination. Here's uh, here's what <laughs> Joe Rogan started, and he didn't even know he started this. Uh, we're we're doing our podcast, Bonnie and I, 
and I don't know if we got a tweet or a message that Rogan and and there's and we look up, we respect you, we like you, we we think you're great, and you know we're big fans. But and we were no 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 no, no that's the no the but is what you did, uh, and and and, <laughs> and there's no reason for us to even worry about this. But when we heard Rogan uh, uh, in a tweet saying. Uh, Tom and uh, Christine are the funniest comedy couple on the planet, and Bonnie and I were a little hurt, so we had to do Aww. some research, and 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 we said, and, and that's okay because they could be. I don't know them from Adam. I don't. I've never met him. Mm-hmm. I hear a thing. I hear his name and her name. I never heard him. I never heard their podcast. But Bonnie and I, we put it out there. If you listen to our podcast, it's a long thing. You know, uh, Tom and uh, Christine uh, cease and just. You know, stop. Uh, we were the first, but then we looked into it. They they did their podcast before ours, but we challenge any comedy couple to tennis. You know, okay, that's not comedy though. I didn't say they were the best tennis comedy couple. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't believe in competing. How about wrestle them? No How tennis. About, let's have an oil wrestle match. Tennis. You know, and 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 we said, you know, well, we will play them in who's tennis. Better at Monopoly. Roast battle. Uh, roast battle. You know. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Roast Double battle. team roast battle. Oh. They, I don't even know them, but I'm going to tell you right now, they don't want to get involved in a roast battle with Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane. That's what I'm saying. Because we'll, I'll, do, you, man, I'll do it in their house. It, it would, uh, <laughs> no. Look, you you are a very funny comic, and uh, so is Bonnie, and so are they. I haven't seen Bonnie do stand-up in a long time, but Bonnie is fucking hilarious. She's, she's a very funny comic. And your movie that you did, we should plug that movie because it's fucking awesome. Oh, thank you. Women Aren't Funny, it's great. It's fucking great. It's right. really great. And you can get it on iTunes. It's out there right now. And you should get it to support it because Bonnie edited that whole fucking thing herself. She directed yeah. it. And she directed it. it and edited it. She's a monster. And yes. she, she knocked it out of the park. Um, but I'm just, I'm around Tom and Christina on a regular yes. basis. If I was around you guys, I'd probably maybe say the same thing about you guys. But yeah. I'm around them all the time. I'm telling you, Christina Pazitsky murdered at the comedy store last week so hard. It was like, it was painful to watch. Not la- it wasn't last week because last week I was in Vegas, so it, was, it had to be the weekend before. She fucking destroyed. I mean, leveled the place. Uh, and, I, and and she said afterwards, like, um, she goes, I'm finally starting to like get this room. She had a late spot, you know. Uh-huh. And you know, it's a lo- long show. She, she actually went on after me. I brought her up. She fucking murdered, dude. She's really good. I'm not. Really good. I'm not saying stand up. I've never seen. I've, I've heard nothing so, well, good about. Well, that's all him. I've said. I've not. What you're saying, but I'm talking podcast. Has he ever made her cry and walk off the podcast? No, they okay. have a really good relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's no, very yeah, different yeah, than yours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Has she? Ever, has she ever blown him on their podcast? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Do, as their, has no. Bonnie blown you while you guys were doing well, a podcast? Of course. Yes, we'll do anything for hits. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we're about. We're so, Did no. you get hard or only like three quarters? I never. Well, you know what's the worst when you're fucking jerking off and you're not really hard mm-hmm. and you come and you're going, how the fuck did I come and I'm not even hard? Yeah. That's getting old. I fucking. He, it's also uh, just disinterested because I did uh, it once when I was 23. My fucking. <laughs> Bonnie says. <laughs> Bonnie said, well, that's funny. When I was 20, that's fucking funny. Bonnie says every year she gives me one extra second. This is so funny. To 
I could do anything with a girl for so I'm up to nine seconds. We've been, <laughs> we've, been mar- we've been married nine years, right? Right. So I have nine seconds where I can do anything I want with a girl for nine seconds. So you can fuck a girl for nine seconds. Anything Are I you want. You're gonna for hang nine on seconds. for twenty. Nine seconds. Twenty year anniversary. Okay. Yeah. Get a but full twenty seconds. The oh, other day, <laughs> the other day she blew me. And I came so quick, and she started. She said, "I'm starting to rethink that whole nine second thing." <laughs> Isn't I it funny it, that I if a girl <laughs> just puts your dick in her mouth, <laughs> that's not as bad as if you come. You know, like if you come, then it's like you finalize the agreement. Yes. You know, you've signed the mortgage papers. <laughs> it's great. It's like a it's like a it's a human car wash for your dick. Not only does it feel good, you're getting your dick cleaned as she's blowing you with her fucking mouth. That's one way to look at it. But what I was saying is, <laughs> so it's what? weird that it's it's she's she's concerned not just that a girl's blowing you because a girl is still blowing oh, you yeah. for the nine seconds, but that you came. Like, that's the issue, that you come. Yeah. Like, if you didn't come, it wouldn't be as bad. Like, if a girl blows oh, I, you for nine yeah. seconds, time's up. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. Like, that's better. Well, but, see, but if, if a girl sucks your dick and you're like, Yahoo! Well, here's bad. what I would do. If I, if I ever use this nine-second rule, obviously I would jerk off until the point... And I go, now do it. Right. Right. Now do it for nine yeah, yeah. seconds and then I'd fucking explode. But you would have a lot of uh, pressure. I mean you might not. I, I there's no pressure for me when it comes to coming. <laughs> there's none. I'm gonna fucking bust the I have I am the most disappointing person when it comes to sex. <laughs> I am fucking the worst. I bet I, there's I, a lot I, of dudes out there that are up in arms right now. They'll tell you they're more disappointed than you. No, I just I'm because when you get you know, you don't do it for so long when you're married, you know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd rather you know, do you wanna do it tonight? Ah, let's get a snack uh whatever you know what i mean i'm right and it's just not we don't love each other just yeah what the fuck so then it builds up you know the fucking build up mm-hmm. you know and then you know i just go tell me one dumb story of you fucking a professor or anything and, and then, then i <laughs> boom what, what do you think what do you think you're going to use your nine seconds on if you got to pick the girl or are you going to go like old and black or are you going to go young and g- red uh, he's got to be uncut. Uncut? No. <laughs> I mean cut. I mean cut. Ethiopian. Uh, got to be cut. A bushman. <laughs> I, I, Leaves I, over his dick. I yeah. wouldn't. Uh, not Put the spear down and suck it. Like, the, the best way for fucking for me, and I don't know how I got this, is from behind. Hmm. That's your best way? Yeah, well, you don't come as quick. You don't have to look at the person. You know, it's just, mm. it's kind of like... It's it's a good more animalistic. Yeah, it's more fucking. Your, it's more control. You it's can you know, it's a guy. Huh? You can imagine it's a guy. Nah, let's not get crazy. I'm not Norton. Uh, so, whatever. So the whole time. So you, we hear this thing that you say about Tom and Christian. We don't know them. I we see. So you their want to name. play tennis against them? Well, you know, now I'm start, starting to think about this roast battle. Uh, I'm kind of liking that other idea, the roast battle. Uh, be great double team. You know, uh, you know, I. Uh, It'd be great as long as you could pick the judges. Yeah. So, roast battle, it's, it's very dependent upon judges. You got to make sure you get actual comics as judges. That know, well, not, they, not some friend of someone that sneaks on or someone that's grandfathered in. You got you to make yeah. sure you get good. That's like, that's a big part of roast battle. You got to yeah. make sure you get good judges. Yeah, no, I went the other night to the store and Jeff goes, You want to uh, help? help Jeff's perfect at it. Yeah. That, 
it's a goddamn great show. When they do that roast yeah. battle, when those guys jump up, when someone nails somebody, yeah. those guys <laughs> jump up and do their, their dances. And Oh, my God. It was funny. They, they had a suicide bomb once where they, they, the guy run up, he had a vest on, pressed a button, some things flew up. They got confetti that flies through the air. <laughs> I mean, they, they do some wild shit. It's a great goddamn it's show. It's a good idea. It's very funny. But, you know, they've had people write articles about it, like negative articles about it, because they'll say anything. Like, all bets are off. It is the fucking nastiest show in Hollywood. But... That's what you know going in. It is fiction, okay? And the part of comedy sometimes is saying really low, fucked up, racist, homophobic, sexist shit. And including, including men, whites to blacks, blacks to whites, women to men. It's the most hurtful, cutting shit you can say. And everybody knows what you're doing. Everybody knows that's the jokes. They, that's, that's how roasts are set up. And they even had the racist guy in the corner. Yes, the, they have a white table. Yeah. But he's, you know, that's what's yeah. his name? With Earl. He's yeah. got what's a beard. The Earl Whitney Rice. Yeah. Hilarious comics. This guy is and They're funny. playing characters. They're playing yeah. racist characters. But, but it, people have, like, complained about it and wrote blogs about it. We should find who those fucking people are and ban them from every, every. comedy club in the country. Yeah. Who? fuck you. Well, how fuck can you not get it? How can you yeah, not exactly. get it? Well, how can you oh, yeah. pretend that what that yeah. is is, you know, that, like, it's, these are real statements or... Look at the Comedy Central roast. Some of the most vile things are said, but just because it's Comedy Central, they can get away. And I, I'm for Listen, it. Comedy Central roast, take that, multiply it by yes. five, yes. and that's roast battle. Yeah. Like, literally. The next one's going to be amazing. Who it's Kimberly it? Condom versus PDC. Pete's going down. <laughs> I Pete's don't know. Pete's it's, in deep trouble. Kim's four and zero, and I think Pete might be one and five or something. Like, Pete's, Pete's a monster. Pete's when in, one and five means he won one time. Oh, no, and I mean lost five and five, 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 five and one. I mean <laughs> yes, that's a that's numbers a, game. Not not people people numbers. don't understand sports. Give it all quotes. Boy, like, wait, what? I, I, put it all impressed. on the team. That's one. Uh, the, the two guys the other night, they both were, I think, four and zero. Oh. That's the first time I ever went to it. Uh, one was Indian and one was some sloth. Uh, but Sloth? I mean, just big. Big fat guy. But he was fun. They, they had some great line. Were you there? I, I watched it on Periscope. Yeah. They, was some, <laughs> they had some good fucking lines. Yeah. You know? this, it's, it's a joke writing thing. I mean, that's really what it is. It's a great show, though. It's perfect length. You go, it's like an hour long. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun hanging the in. The comedy store is on fire right now. Last night, okay? Last night there was two shows, two sold-out shows in the fucking belly room. We do this, um, we just started doing this, Nick Youssef and I started doing this new material show. When you go up there, you have to do all your new shit. Like, you can't do any established jokes. If you've done a bit more than, like, I think we came up with a number, like, five to seven times. It's like, after that amount, like, it's over. Like, you can't do it anymore. It's not new. You know, and we we had all these comics go up, did that. That was sold out. Then there was a dollar show, one dollar to get in. And it was uh, like a doorman, all the doormen put together. That was sold out, too. Dalia did that show. Then I go over to the main room, and Bill Burr, Magical, uh, Burt Kreischer, I went up there. That was sold out, too. That was last and, night? Yeah, that yeah. was packed. Fuck, I was then, go there. At the same time, the OR's got a show at the same fucking time. And that's packed. It was madness. That's how that that's place should have been for the, like, the last 20 years. 
place. Yeah, I mean, it's well, a, it is you now. walked in but last why, night, it was just magical. Why got is it a shit manager? Why is it they now, got rid of the shit manager and exploded? It just flourished. But how does a manager completely Because he was fun. deaf. He yeah. was deaf. He was just AIDS. He was Ebola. He was all the above. He was a shit sandwich served to you on a fucking on a dog dick platter. It was oh. the worst. <laughs> everybody avoided the guy. I mean, that was one of what Kreischer was there last night for the first time in ten years. Yeah. He goes, I'm never there because of that guy. Yeah. The guy who used to be the manager. You know, and now, you know, they got Eric and they've got Adam from uh, the Tempe Improv and it's fucking fantastic. Next Wednesday, I got Dane Cook on, on a show, which is crazy because Dane grew up with like the Laugh Factory and never went to the comedy store. It's even more crazy that you got him on. There's a lot of crazy things in this world. <laughs> he Last night, he was on the... Uh I went out at the improv. That place was packed. Hopping. Okay. Comedy right yeah. now, we were talking about this, that comedy is probably right now in the golden age. I think this is the golden age of stand-up comedy. You know, I mean, last night at the fucking store, that show they did in the main room between Madrigal and Kreischer and Bill Burr was hosting it. I mean, it's a monster fucking show. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, look at how many great comics there are today. It's, it's amazing. It's such a great time to watch comedy, you know? It's yeah, an amazing it, time. It is. There's so many good, great comics. That, and it's New know. York and L.A. are like yeah. the two hubs. That's yeah. like the big epicenters. Yeah, I mean, you go in New York and there'll be a lineup and you're like, whoa, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you look at the stand. Yeah. I looked at the stand yeah. lineup. It was DePaulo and uh, Ari yeah. and a bunch of other fucking killers. Yeah, it's they, like you're getting this like in these two places especially. And other states can do it. You know, like Boston, of yeah. course, used to have it. Doesn't really have it anymore, but it could come back. Or well, Boston come used back. to be fucking Houston. when they had all those Rogerson and Tingle and monsters, Gavin and Lenny and and uh, you know what's his name, Kevin Knox. Oh yeah, I mean monsters. it was just Barry Crimmins. fucking monsters, murder, murder, murder row, Steve uh, Sweeney, yes. monsters, Don Gavin, monsters. Sweeney, I, I've never seen somebody kill like I seen Gavin and Sweeney kill. Yeah, back there, or Rogerson. Back people then. don't. Just, people don't know they weren't there back then. Those guys, man, they, they was yeah. they existed in a bubble and they never left. They never left town. And because they never left town, they fucked themselves. They never developed a draw on the road. They never. You got to go to a place and you got to go to a place once, and then you got to come. The people go, oh, Rich Voss yeah. is back, and then again, and it takes fucking yeah. years to develop a crowd. Well. You know? well also, too, those guys in Boston made so much fucking money they didn't have to leave, too. Also, they, they got paid in coke. They were. I was doing coke back when I used to go up there. And that was part of the problem. There, there was a lot of coke up there. <laughs> there hard. was a lot of fucking yeah. coke back. It's hard to get those. paid in coke in Oregon. Like, yeah. what? what am I doing here with this check? I did a fucking. Uh, <laughs> I did a show, a show at a one nighter in Scranton. It was me and uh, Sandler. He was Midland, and it was, it was a one nighter. And uh, the owner took us in the back, and you know, I guess. He was getting 70, and then maybe I was getting 90 or 68, whatever. Right. So the owner pulls out this fucking, I mean, and says, you guys want any, you want Coke and share your money? And Adam said, no. I said, oh, fuck yeah. Right? <laughs> I probably got two and a half grand. I, I got double. The money. Uh, uh, the money in Coke, at, you know, at least. Cause did he you was, go sell the Coke or did you just do it? Uh, did I sell it? I had intentions to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I had intentions to sell it. <laughs> Yes, like all the other times I had big, big bags of Coke. Did you ever get... cut Coke? Did you ever take Coke and cut it with like... Yeah, every, yeah. Uh, yeah I had... When I, there was time, oh man, this is for, I'll tell you this story. This dude came up from Florida, a friend of ours, and he brought three ounces. I'm talking fucking some of the best Coke 
ever. How big is an ounce of Coke? It's 28 grams. No, so, it's not. Uh, I mean, how, what is it? I like? guess 16 like grams. Is it, is it, no, it's no, 28. 30? 16? 16 ounces a pound. How many ounces is 20? It's, how many? It's grams, 28 grams. 28 yeah. grams is an ounce. Yeah, okay. so I said 28. What's 20, 21 grams is that movie where they say the soul weighs 21 grams? <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, I might make a mistake on words. You don't know grams. I don't know. So, I don't okay. know. Metric system, right. millimeter, you can tell me. I don't, okay, centimeter. So, what is it? Okay. Uh, so, it's 20, so I mean, I meant what does it look like? like what is it? I eight guess maybe like this much. Yes, so it's like two you of know, those, right? An eight ball's that much Coke? No, I don't know. It's yeah. like a bag. You know, what are you doing in between your fingers? Yeah, like oh, this right okay. Here. Oh, that much? Yeah, that's a lot. That seems like a lot. Yeah, it's like an eight ball, right? What are you talking about? Twenty-eight, uh, uh, an, eight ball. an ounce or an eight ball? Eight ball. Okay, what's an eight, eight ball? What eight, is eight eight it? It's three and a half grams. Oh wait, no, I thought three it was and a half grams. What are, what are you showing us, Jamie? Which one's an ounce? Uh, I need a point of reference. Right no, that's not. That's a quarter. What is that thing ounce. on the scale? That's, what does that say on the scale? The far right, far right. What does that say? Two ounces. Oh, okay. okay. So anyhow. Oh, there we go. So do I, you ask if I cook Coke. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, God. So you had two ounces of Coke. No, my He's friend came sweating. up with three ounces three to ounces. sell. Three ounces. Three ounces of, two or three ounces. I mean, fucking as, as good as you can get. Okay. Uh, and Pure. my mother was gone for the weekend. Somehow we were in my building, and people are, we're selling Coke like it's crazy, right? And I'm smoking it, you know, just fucking free basing and cooking and so He fell asleep. He fell asleep. And I you know, I can tell you a couple of stories. I, I'll tell you two I'll tell you two other ones that are funny. He fell asleep <laughs> and I took his fucking coke. No, I pulled it out from under the where he had and I took you know, three and a half an eighth out and I put an eighth of lactose in, which you can't even tell the difference. This coke was so strong. And you know, I took like three and a half grams of his. But Here's a fun, two funny stories. One time, this my friend said, uh, "Get me an eighth of coke, three and a half grams, and stick it under my door, and you could have a half a gram, whatever." So I, I left three grams under his door. Well, I w did it. I went back, smoked my half a gram. I said, ah, "You know," I, I went back to his place and I took a hanger and I pulled it back out. I made about five trips there. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Till there was no fucking. So at the end, it was just lactose. Okay, so now. Jesus. No, it's just, I just. So now here's another story. This fucking guy, John, I was on the road doing comedy. He hasn't seen me. He goes, Look, man, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy an eighth of Coke. Okay, so that's three and a half grams. He, it cost him $250, right? He goes, We're going to do a gram, which leaves two and a half grams left. Uh, that'll sell for a hundred, a hundred and fifty. But mm -hmm. he actually cut it in five half grams. That'll sell fifty, five half grams to get his two hundred fifty back, and we have a gram that we'll smoke together. He goes, I haven't seen you. I'll smoke. So we smoked the gram. There's two and a half grams left that he's going to sell to get his money back. He falls asleep. <laughs> okay, I I don't know how I found out where he hit it. So I would okay, I would go in his fuck where he hit it and take a half a gram out. Then I would drive to the store and buy uh, uh, pneumonia. Ammonia? ammonia? Oh, no. I, is it no <laughs> what is it? Ammonia or pneumonia? I don't want to fuck ammonia. this up. Ammonia. Yeah. And it had to be clear. And I would cook it. There's a way to cook it. So I, I go there. I buy a bottle. Come back. Cook a half a gram. Smoke it. Pour out all the ammonia. 
right? And I'm not fucking. Now I don't I'm understand. What do you he made crack. You can make crack. You can make free base with ammonia. Right. So I fucking. I took I took uh, his first the first half a gram right sore in business his first half a gram I went to the store bought the ammonia cooked a half a gram poured the ammonia out right. so I wouldn't steal any more right and fucking smoked it I go oh, I can't stop okay <laughs> fucking I'm backups I made five trips to the convenience store. Buying ammonia and right and I'm so fucking whacked out and fucked up and all the guys going why does this guy keep coming in every hour but I go look I got a cleaning business right and we oh just use God. a lot of ammonia so all of a sudden he wakes up and I hear I hear uh, now I'm no coke left I'm drinking pure straight vodka to try and all I hear is a big fuck him yelling upstairs. Where's my? He came down. Where's my coke? I go look. Don't worry. I sold it for you while you were sleeping on credit to this guy. I stole. I paid him back, but I just stole it. I was a scumbag. I was a, a drug addict. That's a lot of cocaine. And you you were doing oh. the vodka to calm your body down because yeah, you're all whacked out. I was so I had a just and then and there was nothing worse than when sun up sun up. I'm walking home, all fucking coming down. Knowing I have no money, nothing. It was the worst fucking. It it, it was the worst life <sighs> on the planet. It was such a bad life, you know. And then the running would, you know, would into New York. And what is it? Drugs. What does it feel like that you have to drink vodka? Like what? What is like you're, you're just trying so, to calm your body down? You're just gonna explode. It's like being really high on caffeine, and then alcohol kind of takes you down a few notches. Like yeah. It, it, like, slows you down. It counteracts it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. You never snorted coke? You never did coke in your life? No. Get out of here. Really? No, never did it. Oh, wow. Have you done coke? Oh, of course. Yeah. So I, you know, I saw way too many people when <laughs> I was young yeah. just lose their, lose their shit. Did you, snort, you ever smoke it? <clears throat> uh-huh. So you know yeah. how fucking the rush... And you and and the problem is, and it's not. I'm not glorifying so sm smoking. It. it gives you more of a rush. Oh, are you kidding me? I did not it's like not a, smoking it. It, uh -huh. it, it, it. it just that's where you just like oh, heart pounding. It's you just, just a complete. Like it's out. a rush that you'll never, ever. The one. first one you won't repeat it till maybe a, a day later. So you mm. keep trying to chase that fucking that first hit. My friend Johnny, this is back when, we, when I lived in New York, it was the real Times Square. Like, Times Square was a real thing. Like, you'd go to Times Square, there was peep booths, it was dirty, it was a dangerous spot. He would go, he would smoke crack, and he'd go to Times Square, and he'd go to those peep booths, and he would, uh, he would beat off in these peep booths, like, forever. And he goes, you didn't even come, you just, you just kept playing with yourself. Like, you just kept watching porn and watching girls like finger themselves in front of me and I go what they look like you oh, they were fucking disgusting <laughs> it didn't matter it was just that it was deviant you were just doing it's like for whatever reason the smoke and crack made them just want to do dirty shit just do just be a dirty naughty person you know I was smoked so much one night my dick shriveled up so much I couldn't and I look at my pants. And I was so fucked. I couldn't. I thought it went into my body. <laughs> I thought I lost it completely. Like it just <laughs> sucked into my body. And I'm going. Your dick shrinks when you do coke. Yeah, when well, you do coke. You, yeah. And it's wrong. I go like, like I was so fucked up. I go, is it? Oh, I'll deal with it later. I'm going to get high, right? I thought <laughs> my fucking dick was him. Me. We used to go to this fucking people. It was funny one night. God, I think we've told the story on on ONA, but like in Philly, there was these fucking peep booths on the way home from Philly 
and you'd go in and you would pay a girl to watch you jerk off. Right. And she would like just watch for you or something. She's no, t- t- couldn't touch you, but she watched. Maybe go, ah, oh, ooh, you know. Uh, you know, but you got to do it in front of somebody. So we were, it was fucking great. What a deal. So, so we went in. You want that? Get, don't look at it. Get out of here. Just Are you kidding me? It's so exciting. So one time, I mean, Norton and all of us used to go, but one time it was me, Levy, and Florentine. So Florentine's Bob in the booth. Bob Levy, Jim Florentine. Yeah, Bob, Bob, who, well, Florentine's in the booth first, in one of the booths. And he's and all of a sudden I swear to God you hear over the loudspeaker uh, mop to booth four right to fucking clean up his jizz and then and then and you find out your buddies in booth four and you hear that you're like oh so, no so then fucking Levy now there's curtains on the door you know there's a, a, mm-hmm. a shade but there's this much space so Levy's in the room and we can see the shadow of a fucking hand flying back and forth, right? We can see the shadow of his hand jerking himself off on the fucking floor under the shade. And this hand was moving fucking fast. <laughs> I've never seen somebody jerk off that fucking fast. How many times have you seen guys jerk I mean, off? Do you have like a, no, a I mean, whole thing? No, no. Like, no in my I mean, database of men jerking it's off. A, it's mostly Over slow. a lifetime of observing. No, yeah, well, you know, as a judge. I have uh, a study. <laughs> and then one time we went in there, me and Norton, and I got kicked out because I, I was trying to negotiate with a girl. I go, look, what the fuck? Just I, I take $15. What the fuck? You know, I'm just, you don't have to do nothing but sit and watch. What were they supposed to take? I like 25 And that was a lot of money back then after these one-nighters. I go, take 15 And they I got kicked out of the Cook people. For negotiating. Well, I sometimes I got them down. But I got kicked out, and fucking Norton walks out the car and goes, how could you possibly get kicked out of a peep booth? How could you get kicked out of a... How fucked up is your life that you got kicked out of a peep booth? <laughs> and this is... Norton was totally sober back then. Like We, we all were. Well, Norton was... He he only did drugs till he was like 18 or something like that. Yeah. He got sober like really young. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Think about it. Like you realize at 18, yeah. like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, he was yeah. fucked up. Did you ever hear the Central Park story with me and Norton? No. Oh. This is a classic. Here we go. Let me tell this story. Let me crack my fingers. Okay. We are. Uh, <laughs> we're coming out of somewhere, maybe a twelve-step meeting or whatever, you know. So, and there's a hot, hot black chick walks by and recognizes me from. And I wasn't even maybe from a club. I didn't. Maybe I did one TV show or two in my life. So I said to her, do you want to go out for, for bagels? We're going for bagels. She said, okay. So we went and had bagels. Then we said, hey, we're going to go uptown to the Pete Booths, you know, on like 54th or whatever. broad. Like, look at, look at, I'm not trying to judge. <laughs> she a prostitute? I'm not fucking judging people. We're not here to judge. But I mean, did you know she was a prostitute? No, she wasn't a prostitute. So, but she you invited her to a Pete Booth. Yeah, we are. She's already likes us. We're gonna go. Look, anyway. She got a. She already got a. She already Classy. got a fucking free bagel. Okay, so. so you're not thinking this is gonna be your girlfriend someday? No, uh, no, no. Uh, but you got it so. Okay, <laughs> it's hilarious. So we go. Hey, we're going. We, we were planning on it. Me and Oregon right. up there anyhow. So we go up to you know the quarter moot the people, and she comes into a booth with me. But we get kicked out, the fucking Indian fucking, get out, you know, no couple. 
No so couples. No couples in the booth, in those quarter booths. You can't bring somebody in. So hmm. now, this is no fucking lie. I'm not lying. We're standing right across from the Ed Sullivan Theater, right? And there's like a, a newspaper kiosk, and we're leaning on a car, and I'm making out with her, and, 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 and I'm fingering her on Broadway. So she fucking... And Norton's just grabbing her ass like a little fucking, like he's like it's a toy. He's right. playing with her ass, right? So I think, and she comes, right? She has an orgasm standing on Broadway from me. Thing. So then we get in the car. We go. Allegedly hey, has an orgasm. Who does? <laughs> Allegedly. No, I. I she had an you orgasm. You can tell. You can feel it. Huh? Well, she didn't piss on my finger. But you okay. could. But you could tell when a girl is has it. She wasn't faking it. She wasn't in a rush. Okay. So it was a well, you know, right. she had an orgasm. I'm not okay. saying it was the best one. She might just been tired of you fingering her. No, I, no, I, my stubby little fingers know what they're doing. <clears throat> okay. okay, but you're being Nicky negative. This is a no, good no. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, yeah, you know, you're like I'm just trying to get a real clear picture of what actually happened. I'm, I, okay, it couldn't be any clearer Norton's than what I said. With her ass, you're fingering her. That must have looked like a sight, also, by the way. Yeah. Just yeah. like you with your back and her in the middle, and then Norton grabbing the butt. But yeah, no, Norton will confirm all of it. Okay, so then we go. Let's take a ride up to Central Park. We're walking through. Central Park, and then she's blowing me, right? She's blowing me, and and you know. Then I look down and I see Norton eating her ass, right? <laughs> her, but it's like a, a little kid in candy, mm. right? And I'm trying not to crack up because I'm getting <laughs> fucking blown. You don't want to fucking laugh as you're getting blown, right? You know. But this has got to feel right. good for her. She's getting her ass eaten, right? And and and. Now I'm getting blown. Mm -hmm. So I shoot a load. We get back in the car and we're driving. And I, I go to Norton, you have a good time. He goes, well, I was a little uncomfortable. I, I got my, my, my pants dirty. I go, you'll fucking eat out a strange girl's ass, but you're worried about getting your fucking pants dirty. What are you going to get home? Your mom's going to say, look at these grass stains. Were you eating out ass again, Norton? <laughs> like he was upset that he got grass stains on his pants as he was eating his fucking strange girl's that ass. That's so hilarious. <laughs> that so sounds like Norton, too. That's so ridiculous. We, I, I mean, this is, I was obviously single and young. We did some fucked, you know, he, I was dating this girl that was so fucking hot. And we were in the car and she was blowing me and Norton was walking by. I go, hey, you want to watch? And he, he goes, yeah. He comes in and he's in the back of the car. She, and he's just fucking, you know, we picked up this fucking. He's just jerking off <laughs> yeah, she while she's blowing you. Yeah, but I come so quick. He goes, fuck, man, hold <laughs> off. Uh, so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> deviants. So, and uh, one time we pick up this hottie. I pick up, it's always me picking up. I picked up this girl in front of the commie. So, I'm fucking. So, we're going back to Norton's house. And she's blowing me and whatever. And Norton's jerking off. And next thing you know, I see a load fly and hit Norton in the fucking head from, like, he fucking, as he's blowing me, he, he jerked off. And a fucking, I don't he know why himself? I get so dirty. Yeah, he hit himself in the head, and I was so fucking impressed <laughs> that it flew that high and hit himself. And I was like, it was fucking very impressive. Okay. Oh, God. He's, he's a creep. <laughs> he's a creep. I know. What, the, what about you? I'm, I'm just getting blown. I didn't do anything deviant. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> He's so honest about his perversions. It's hilarious. Has there ever been a guy on the radio that's as, as honest about his perversions as Norton? I, I don't even think there's a close second.
No, it, no one. Like a regular radio guy that's as, as honest about being a pervert and trannies and all the crazy shit that Norton does. I mean, that's very unique. That's, you know, yeah. I, but I think Opie and Anthony, when they were together, brought really were good at getting the truth out of all of us, from mm -hmm. Colin to fucking Bobby. I mean, we've spilled our guts in Patrice. there. Patrice, I mean, really have told stories that, you know, I mean, that are like really fucking deep about our parents and upbringing, yeah. you know, uh, and that's what, you know, people think they know. That's why I hate fucking some of these guys on Twitter. They they think they're just because we, you're not my friend, don't know, you know, so you can't say the things Norton and, and Bobby and, you know, Patrice and whatever could, and Colin could say to me. That's why they think, but... Because they got so, they know so much about our lives. Right, but right, Norton right. brings it to a whole nother level, like yeah. you say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you get uncomfortable I, even thinking about it. It's good, because it's, <laughs> you know, look at every, you know, every. Uh, no, nah, there's nobody like Norton. Norton is a completely unique individual and always has been, you know, always has been. He just, he's found his voice more as a comic you know now than ever before but yeah. he's always been this like really unique guy well i i i can tell you what he does i, I don't watch a lot of comics stand, stand up i just don't watch a lot once in a blue moon i'll see a little this a little that but on radio there is no one quicker at comebacks than norton no no, no hands down he is he's my favorite all-time radio personality yes, he is uh no I, he's in he yeah he's in i know him as a now I'm just saying he's quick as fuck on oh, yeah. radio. He's, he's in class by himself. He you really know, is. And, but that also too, you're, when you're going in there, you know, if Collins in and Bobby and me and when Patrice was there, you're go walking into the lion's den. Yeah. You got to be, you know, boom. There's mm -hmm. no fucking. I mean, we will. Anything, you be ready to go. Just tear fucking Patrice. Laid in. I, he laid into me. He, first, he, he attacked my... I had a Rolex. Somehow he attacked me having a Rolex. Okay? Because it wasn't a Breitling. It was a Rolex. Where I bought it from, a did I get a deal? A Rolex? To him, it was. He's, you know, black guys don't... You know, they like those big fucking, you know... Then he attacked me. He attacked me. You know what I'm saying? From asses to watches. So, then he attacked me. I had... I was driving at the time a Porsche Boxster. Right? A, a dumb, and he had, a, I think, a cattle, an Escalade or whatever, and he was calling me selfish because I'm driving this little car, and he's killing me, and I and I'm driving home from O and A, and I can't. Let, I'm going, wait, you fucking fat fuck, you're driving an Escalade that's fucking, uh, you know, using all this gas. All, all this, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm not just you're the selfish one because you could not stop eating fucking fruitcakes. And now so and then he's saying how crappy my car is. Two days later, I, I, I'm online looking at the price of a Boxster new against his car new and all the stats. And I fucking email it to him because he calls me cracking up. It's so he goes. You're still thinking about this. He goes. You're still thinking about this. I, I walked out of the studio and forgot it was it was radio, but it, it he was fucked he, oh, he fucked with you. Rather. He fucking ripped me down so hard, and I could. And he he was overpowered. Patrice was an overpowering guy. Was, even if you were right, you couldn't. He just just so.
verbally overpowering. You know how big he would be today? If, if he was as still a comic. alive. As a comic. Oh, he'd be, he's hands down would be. He'd be right up there with anybody. With any of the biggest comics in the world today. As, you know? as, as talent wise. Yeah. He, he did sabotage a lot because. Or not. No, he didn't. I'm wrong. He didn't. He knew what he wanted. He turned down a lot. He didn't mm -hmm. sabotage it. Like what, what kind of stuff did he turn down? Well, I mean, you know, Spike Lee liked him, but I guess the money wasn't right what he was offered. You know, for what? For a movie or for? A... I don't. I, to, whatever to do whatever with Spike. Mm -hmm. They when when Puffy had that show on uh, uh, HBO, whatever. It wasn't Dev Jam. It was another black comic thing. Mm -hmm. They asked him to host it. And he uh, he didn't like the deal. He turned it down. Uh, when he had VH1, I think he wanted his own billboard in Times Square and some more, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, he deserved it, though. Yeah. He deserved it. And they said no, so that... I was like, eh, fuck you. But whatever, he was offered, <laughs> but he knew what he wanted. He was offered many roasts before he did that uh, Charlie Sheen one. And he was right. He's going, why am I going to do a fucking roast with these comics that aren't in my league and are not my friends. Yeah, well, I, who he are they to talk about? He was yeah. up there. He yeah. was the best at that roast. Yeah, he's like, who are they going? Who are was they? Was it Charlie to Sheen? Was that the the yeah. roast he was yeah. on? Yeah, and 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 Jeselnik and Schumer were on it. Damn, he murdered it on that yes. roast. And he, let me tell you, he went last, and a lot of that was just that was Off ad lib. Because yeah. I went over a lot of his stuff before we talked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I go. And and stuff was and then he started getting mad because they're talking about his diabetes and he's like, mm -hmm. who the fuck are they to talk about me like this? Right. You know, and that was his whole mindset before even going into the roast. So they multiplied it by saying shit about him. Right, right, right. Because he goes, they're not my fucking friends. They don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he clearly stole that roast. Yeah. Clearly, hands down, would have fucking from there. There would have been no stopping Patrice. None. Yeah. So sad. You know, it's it's so fucked up that some of the funniest guys have all these self-sabotaging traits like bad diet and drugs. Yeah. And not taking care of themselves. It's so, 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 so fucking sad. But he was a big... I, I don't... He wasn't a drug addict. He he didn't drink. He, yeah, didn't, he didn't do drugs. Didn't take drug. care of his body. Didn't yeah. take care of his diet. I mean, he had fucking diabetes. Yeah. He didn't take care of it. He di he died from something that other people haven't died from. I mean, if he just lost well, he, weight and ate healthy and started eating vegetables, he could have lowered his blood sugar. He could have yeah. could have dealt with it in a healthy way. But but what makes a guy that fucking funny is kind of the same shit that I don't give a fuck attitude. You can't have that I don't give a fuck attitude and be. You know, drinking green tea instead of uh, eating cheeseburgers. You know, it's yeah. like it comes with the comes your lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. He yeah. see, there's com there's comics <clears throat> that that do comedy from their head, and they're fun. There's funny guys. He came from to me the best comics on the planet are comics that talk from their heart, that talk from within them. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. not. They didn't figure it out. They lived it. Or they experienced it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you feel yeah. so. Patrice wasn't. He was brilliant. He had to think of it, but it really came from here. This was how he he was in real life. That right. you know he didn't go on stage and hey let me do my fucking act. Right. You know, and a good comic. You know, uh, you know, you take like Louie and Stanhope and and Voss. You take guys like that. You throw, you know, Rich that, Voss. Yeah, he's at Ventura Comedy Club Friday this through Sunday. This weekend, Friday through Sunday, California, Ventura, California. Yep, Ventura Harbor. Holy but shit! No, but you see what I'm saying? You talk, 
you take these guys like Stanhope. I think is fucking a genius. Yeah, me too. I think he's just at a whole nother level. I read some of his <clears throat> blogs and just the guy. He's awesome. His, his fucking mind is at a whole. Well, nother he's level. really living it. You know what I mean? Like Stanhope lives in Bisbee, Arizona, in the middle of fucking nowhere, in a multicolored, like bright orange house uh, or bright yellow house. He has Super Bowl parties. He invites the world. Literally gives out his address on my podcast <laughs> and says, "Come to my Super Bowl party." So he has hundreds of people. He has no idea who they are. Fly in to Tucson, then drive to Bisbee and show up at his fucking house, fucking and he easy. lets them inside where he sleeps and eats and. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wandering around his house, drinking and smoking, and he doesn't give a fuck. Like, like there's a lot of guys pretending to not give a fuck. Yeah. Stanhope is that guy, you know, wearing those ironic suits, oh. and he's like, I kind of have to stop wearing these because other people like think I'm serious. <laughs> you know, like people like, and now like wearing ironic clothes has become like ironic suits has become like a thing that people like. It's like, almost like a hipster thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched him at a show I think he was doing with Norton and Artie Lang and Atel at Atlantic City. We went down to hang out. I don't know. It could have been a bright yellow fucking blazer. Yeah. You know, I mean, you would think he was going to introduce acrobats. <laughs> we okay. did the, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's a burlesque <laughs> MC. Yeah, or we did the end of the world show, the December 21st, 2012 show at the Wiltern. Uh, it was uh, Honey Honey. Joe Diaz, uh, Stanhope, and me. And Stanhope wore this ridiculous suit. It was just ridiculous. It was half of what made it awesome. It was him yeah. in his fucking stupid suit. <laughs> but his his mind, look at his like, house. Just... You got a photo of his house. He's got. Look at his house. I mean, if anybody wants to visit Doug Stanhope, you can't miss it. Just drive through Bisbee. You'll find it in five seconds. You go. Oh, there he is. But yeah. what I also <clears throat> what I love about him, he calls his own shots in this business. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? And he. You know, I mean, well, he was one too. of the first guys to do these promotions where he was like, you know, I'm tired of working at these comedy clubs. And they're giving yeah. me shit money, and I know how much I'm bringing in. Yeah, that's his house. That's fucking. That's his. That's his house. That's what that's you like, would see on the internet that somebody made from yeah. a, uh, from an ex cargo. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. he's got uh, pebbles container. instead of a, a lawn. But look at all these. This is. Uh, this is just a bunch of people, probably. That's like a par probably a party that he. That's a fucking had great house, though. Yeah, it's probably cool. A Super Bowl party. Yeah, but I mean, he has these Super Bowl parties, and I don't know if all of them are photos. There's other photos where there's even more pictures. That looks like an ex storage bin, like one of those things. Yeah, you is see. that his podcast down there? What is that? Scroll down a little, because he has a podcast now. Is that the studio? Yeah, Click on it. Let me see that. Which one? The one with the podcast. Oh, this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that. Bingo. Who's that with him? That's his girl. Quinn. No, the other guy. Oh. Quinn from Impractical Jokers. So that's his, uh, he's got his own podcast studio now. Good for him. <coughs> yeah, and that's yeah. all in, a, in his wacky house. I he's fucking he's a maniac. I fucking love the fact that he just like yeah, goes into rock, does what he wants to do. <clears throat> I love yeah. fucking comedy. Well, Look he'll at do comedy clubs now because yeah. he's undeniable. Now they yeah. have to give him the door or whatever the yeah. fuck the deal is. But, but he doesn't before. usually do weekends. He'll do a Tuesday, Wednesday in a comedy club. But whatever. if he wants to do a weekend, he'll do a weekend. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where they were trying to tell him what he was worth. And he was like, why am I giving you guys anything yeah. when I can just sell out a rock club? The problem with those rock clubs is I, we saw him once in L.A., when we went to see him in L.A., you have to stand up. Yeah, I, I, it was a concrete floor, and you're standing, and after like a half hour, I was like, this is the last. I'm never going to do a standing room, because I had done a few standing yeah. shows. I'm like, I'm never doing one of these ever again. Well, we saw him They're in the Philly. Worst. We went down to watch him in Philly do one of those things, and it's kind of uncomfortable. 
standing. You Standing's know, so bullshit. I, you Standing know, is bullshit. I mean, his stuff. You got to talk in the microphone. That's why you should wear a head earphones. Your phone. Okay, I missed the microphone for one second. You know, look at everybody's not perfect, uh, but I do know how many grams in a fucking ounce. <laughs> what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> is it right. 20 or something? <laughs> 20. What is it, 32? I mean, you know, the where, fucking where, smartest where, guy. Ventura? Where is it? Ventura. Uh, but his act, what I've seen of him, he doesn't have to, like some comics really have to connect with it. He he's so smart and brilliant. He could do his act laying down on a couch with his head. Do you know what? I, do you get what I'm saying? Like he's you think so, so smart. I, mean, I think he's so smart as a person that you could listen to him and you don't have to see him to get what he's saying. You mean you know, like a comedy album? Yeah. No, no. But in, in a, I'm saying you're saying a comedy <laughs> club where people are sitting down, so focused. Mm -hmm. You know, when I do stand up. A lot of times I'll sit and I'll need their attention. Right. On the, you know, focused. Right. But someone like me, I, I can't, I, he is just so smart that all, you could close your eyes and listen to what he's saying going, this is some brilliant shit. Do you, 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 that doesn't make sense? I uh, mean, I think he's brilliant. I, I don't know what you're saying, though. You're not really doing a good job of talking. Well, because you're saying you get, you, you, the standing, the, the standing up. He would do better sitting down. No, that's not what I said at oh. all. I meant when you're in the audience. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to stand for a long period of time. And I'll never do a standing show where the audience has to stand. But, because they're not comfortable. They don't enjoy it the way you enjoy it if you could sit down and relax. But you're saying if it's not comfortable, then you're not taking in everything that's being said because you're not comfortable. No, I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's just I not mean, that as comes good. In, uh, huh? It's not as good as an experience because discomfort is a part of the experience instead of just being able to, If you're sitting down watching a show, you can just concentrate on the show. But 45, an hour and a half into a show, and you're standing for that whole time, your feet start to hurt. Well, don't do that for a rock band. Yeah, I bet you're dancing around and stuff. Like my legs were locking to the point where I felt like I was almost about to fall over. Yeah, because I we don't know. Could I, not move. Okay, what well, my point was the fucking guy is brilliant. Oh, he's definitely brilliant. The, uh, I don't even think he does standing shows anymore. I don't he, think he, does. he might, but uh, most yeah. people have abandoned them. All you, all it takes is being an audience member once. And you go, oh, well, fuck this. You know, that's why I stopped doing the House of Blues in Vegas. They used to have that fucking standing part on the side. Oh, it's the worst. They have the seated part, which is awesome. And then they have the top seating, awesome. But then they'd have the bar area was filled with people just standing, and it was fucking terrible. It was terrible. It's like they would talk. Like, you would literally, you would have, like, I would, like, be trying to do stand-up at a nightclub. Like when there's a full-on like bar scene happening, and you know, attention, everyone, just like you're, you know, like interrupting conversations instead of, if you go to a comedy club, everybody's seated, the show starts, and that they're there to see a comedy club. There's yeah. too much, too much room for variables. Some comedy clubs are like I've done some rooms like in casinos, whatever, where the seats are too comfortable, and now they're too fucking relaxed. And you know the, those cushion seats, and they're laying back, and they're not. Yeah, real. couches are not good yeah, for comedy. No, you can't be too comfortable. The haha -ha has couches, couches in the front, and it's like this is a so little awkward. too goddamn casual. What the fuck is, a, is that ha -ha in LA? Cafe? In LA here, it's a North Hollywood uh -huh. smaller club. So you you can't be too comfortable. You can't be too uncomfortable. Yeah, like uh, I went to um, Sturgill Simpson did uh, Conan the other day, and I went to watch, and it's fucking holy shit in there. They've got that thing going on like Letterman likes to do. Like we used to crank down the uh, the temperature like way down, like in the 60s. Isn't that for what, the lighting? 
that light bulbs a little and stuff. bit, but I think the idea behind Letterman was that when you are cold, you you have a little bit more energy, you're more likely to laugh than if it's really hot. If it's really hot in the room, people don't laugh as much. Kind of makes sense. Oh fuck! <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out dry ice this weekend. <laughs> it's gonna fucking At the Ventura freeze. Harbor Comedy Club in Ventura, California. Friday through Sunday. Are you there I'm on a- Sunday too? Yeah. Wow. Well, you yeah, say that like you're not happy about well, that. Well, I am happy, but here's the problem. Sunday day, I was invited to play golf, golf. at Bel Air Comedy Club, uh-huh. a Bel Air uh, Country Club. Okay. So I'm oh. going to drive from Ventura to Bel Air. That's like two hours. No, it, how come some people tell me 40 minutes, some team 45, That's some not 40 hour, minutes. They're lying to you. An hour. It'll it can't be two hour. hours from Ventura to what? Yeah. Sure I bet if you look it up on MapQuest. <clears throat> no, no, no. You, with, with traffic. There's and... no traffic on Sunday morning at 7 oh, at oh, seven a.m. You're adorable. You're adorable. You don't know Los Angeles, do you? 7 a.m. There's there traffic on traffic. Sunday morning. Easily. If you go to Orange County, you might be stopped dead. You might be stopped dead on the highway at 7 a.m. On the 5, take the 5 Sunday morning. Might be stopped dead. Okay. But I'm not this lying. Is, this okay. is an overpopulated place. No, I, I, I get go that. Go outside. Look how beautiful it is. It's like that in February. Yeah. It's perfect, so, perfect weather. But you look at the distance. A lot, of, a lot of people find out about it. They move here. They wow. have cars. They drive. They go. You know what? I'm just going to get up seven o'clock in the morning. Who's going to be up on Sunday morning? Oh, there's only ninety fucking million people live here. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! You really know how to depress a person. I was just looking forward. You know. I was looking forward to my day at Bel Air. Well, uh, you can do it. You just got to leave, leave early. Up. Well, I got to be there by like nine, so I'll leave at seven. Yeah, right. you'll be fine. Yeah, right I'll now it's fine. Right now it's an hour and. F- 40 minutes. Yeah. An hour, hour and, and 40 minutes? From Bel Air to Ventura, California. It's an hour and two minutes without traffic, which <laughs> is adorable. Why don't they just say, if you fly? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So how is that Ventura Harbor? Have you done that before? I've never done it. I heard good things. Yeah. Uh, I heard it's a good gig. Yeah. But I've never been there. Have you ever been there? No, Ventura? but some guy contacted me there from there, I think. But I mean, how come, like... Guy, like, especially you, where you're doing, like, weekend rooms going to San Diego, this and no, that I do place. the Stanhope t- Tuesday, Wednesday stuff. You do what? Well, I you do, do weekends, too. Yeah, but some weekends, but yeah, mostly <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesdays. Oh, okay. I love Santa Barbara. Oh, I love it up there. Just a little bit further north. That's, that's one, my one of my favorite spots. That's where I, I got my old man. When I become like Dennis Miller, become some old conservative man with a radio yeah. show. Is that Sunday. where he's out of Santa Barbara? Yeah, he lives up there. With all the white people. It's all white people. They just rally on against Mexicans. We fucking... Get angry about black people up there. <laughs> Why? You could do that anywhere. Uh, yeah, but you can't do it. I mean, there, you can't do it exclusively. Or it's you're, you're preaching to the choir. Everyone around you. I mean, this is like zero diversity. Do you know, do you know San Jose is the number one uh, less amount of black people in the United States of America? San Jose? And, and number two is San Francisco. San Francisco <laughs> is the least amount of black, black people, people in the United States? Yep. That doesn't make sense. Well, what is Oakland, number one? Oh, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's all black people. They, um, all, they all moved to Oakland. They can't afford San Francisco. Actually, I heard Oakland is now, like, they're, like it's totally different now. See, I've always thought San Francisco was really diversified yeah with Asians well <laughs> their, their mindset is diversive you know I mean well, San Francisco's the the real estate is so fucking ridiculous now the tech boom has fucked that place up so bad 
the prices are just they don't make any sense like you would you would be an asshole to buy a house in san francisco now unless unless you've got like elon musk money and you don't give a fuck you'll spend three million i saw a house for three million dollars my jaw dropped i was like this doesn't make any sense this is a four hundred thousand dollar house how is this three million dollars it's a little shithole right it's just it was a house it was yeah. a nice house but it wasn't three million dollars i mean it didn't make any sense well i look at these people in new york that fucking get these apartments oh, they're crazy that they're, are as big as this table they're for, fucking crazy I, I go are you all you have to do is move 20 minutes in into jersey yeah, and you could buy a fucking or house Brooklyn, with property. Or, you, know, I, you know, I looked at house uh, apartments in New York for a bit. There was a, a time where I was thinking about moving to New York, just like to mix things up, you know. Yeah, but it just didn't make any sense. And you know, you know, the one thing that gets me about New York is uh, the sets that you do around town. They're real short. You know, everyone's doing like 15 minutes, 10 minutes. I'm like, that is not enough. That's not enough time to really get busy. Yeah, but you when know? you're, you can, you can. You'd be able to do more time in places, you know. When Rock walks in, he's not—he's doing what he wants to do. When you know certain comics walk in, you know, Louis or whatever, I'm sure you could do a half an hour. They but wouldn't have I a problem. I don't like to walk in and do that. I want to schedule that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I like doing the belly room. When we do those weekends at the belly room. I could do 45 minutes in town on a Friday, Saturday night. You know, like that. Like you, if you're gonna really hone your act yeah I'm not working on one bit you know I'm working on six seven bits and trying to put together you know a, like a real hour for my next special and if I'm doing a 10 or a 15 minute set there's not enough time for that I, and I don't want to do that whole trek around doing seven eight sets a night I just think that's no, I wouldn't do that ever I do maybe I never two, did it. one or two I never did I, I mean I, I did it years ago in New York but I work out my material on the road you know, because yeah. that's where I work it out in the comedy clubs, because I'm going to have enough good stuff around it. If right. a bit doesn't work, then do, the next one's gonna. Well, when I lived know. in New York, when we were doing stand up together, I hardly ever did the city because I could do Connecticut or I could do Long Island or I could do Jersey, and I'd make 150 bucks. Yeah, you know, I could make like real money and get paid. Versus if I was in town, you know, you get 25 bucks here, 10 bucks there. It's like what. I'm not doing 10 sets a night to make $100. Yeah, it just seems so stupid. Uh, comics that can't get road work are in the city bouncing from club to club. You know, there's guys that do seven sets a, a night. I, you know what? Get a job on fucking Wall Street because there's no way this old cocksucker is running around town. But luckily, I can work on the road. And like you said, you can work in D.C., Baltimore. These are all driving distance where you could drive home yeah. Saturday night. Right. You know, I drive yeah. home Philadelphia. Even Boston, you know, is, is three and a half, four hours, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you could do, you could make a great living. There's so much around there. Yeah. You know, that's when I asked him, like, if, you know, you talked about San Diego. Well, how are you not working at this other place if it's only an hour and a half away on a weekend? There was one place I used to work, Rooster Tea Feathers or something. Or Where's that? Uh, I heard about that. Where the fuck is it? Do you know? Is that still around? Yeah, I think so. I think so, but uh, it's Silicon Valley. Where's Silicon oh, Valley? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the San Francisco area. Yeah, is it up? Yeah, it's up yeah, in it's that way area. Up there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's not driving distance from here. Then I mean, you could drive, but it's going to be six plus hours. Okay, that's too far. But depending there, on there's, traffic, there's unlike L.A., New York, or Jersey, where I live, you could work fucking almost all year round and make a good living in weekend comedy. You know, doing. Yeah. You know, are you doing weekday gigs anywhere? 
No, we do. No, once in a while, I'll get a private or a, a fundraiser. You know, like Tuesday night, we'll do our radio show on, on Sirius. And that's when, then we'll do a spot in the city here and there. Because mm -hmm. you uh, do on Tuesday. Sirius is in the city. Yeah, in the city. In Opie, we do Opie Studio. Me mm -hmm. and Bonnie do uh, our radio show from 7 to 9. My wife hates me at a radio show. And so then I'll do a spot after it, maybe at the cellar to hang out and or whatever. Uh, you know, and then Wednesday I probably will stay home because I'm going to leave Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. You know, so I try to be home Wednesday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday as much as I can. If I got, you know what I mean, to be with mm -hmm. my kid, and and then I'll leave Sunday. Uh, you know, once once in a blue moon on Wednesday night, we'll go over to the stress factory on open mic night and do some time because it's 20 minutes from our house. So we go, well, we want to work out something. Why go into the city? We just go to the open mic night at the Stress Factory. How's the crowd at the Stress Factory on those nights? Some nights it's crowded, you know. Some nights it's tons of comics. But, it, you know, it's okay. It, it's 20, we go there. We take our kid on a Wednesday. Not a lot of clubs in New Jersey, huh? Uh, Other than the Stress Factory, that's all you really hear about. Bananas. Bananas. Uh, bananas and... Uh, Wherever, set Fort up there. Where's that? Point Pleasant or something? Where, no, where, where, Bananas no. is in uh, a Saddle. There's, Saddle there's a Bananas in Poughkeepsie, right? Isn't it? Yeah, but that's closed. The other one that's closed. It's closed. Yeah. Well, where was that sushi place we did? Was that Jersey? Remember, it was like an old Chinese restaurant oh. in some reason, and it had a weird stage. Like the stage looked like a town or something, and it was like a restaurant, but they did comedy. Well, Uncle Vinny's does comedy. When was this? Five years ago, it was me, you, Joey Diaz, I think. What was it? Uh, they, Jesus. They had sushi there? Yeah, it was like a sushi restaurant. And, uh, and it was in New Jersey? I it was either New Ju Jersey you, or upstate New York. No, no. You don't remember? And it was like a it was a restaurant, and the stage looked like an, a fake town. Like it was a fake house. God. And you came out, and it looked like you were on a front porch of a house or something. And it was in the Oh, no, no, no. You're wrong. Where, that was uh, Western Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. That's a, a Ch Chinese restaurant. That's Chinese. the Kahuki Lao. That's uh, for the comedy connection. Mm. That's oh, what okay. That is. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, you would do Friday night in the city, and then you do you Friday night in Boston. You do Saturday night out the Hookie Lao or Sunday at the Hookie Lao. Those death. So I do a new well, death. Jersey has there's a oh. place Uncle Vinny's Chicopee. That's what Chicopee. it was. Uncle Vinny's, but there's no liquor license. It's bring your own beer what? or whatever. You know, they can't afford a liquor license. But he gets big acts there. Fucking, but you can bring your own booze. I guess they yeah. show up with a bottle of wine. Yeah, whatever wine and Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he does all right. I mean, the Stress Factory obviously is the big club in Jersey. Right. Uh, Bananas brings in big acts. You know, they'll open the door. Uh, I'm doing one in Boston. It's a great new club in Boston. Uh, uh, Laugh Boston? Uh, Laugh Boston. I've done that. I fucking love it's it. It's great. The fucking hotel is beautiful. You yep. stay right there. Right there. Just come on down. Come down. Boom. The people that own it are great. Mm -hmm. They're great. I it's, did it recently. It's oh, a great you did? Gig. Yeah. It, what a fucking great gig. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I usually do the Wilbur, but it was uh, somebody already had it. It was a last minute thing because um, there was a UFC in Boston, and uh, I wasn't supposed to work it because it was a Fox Sports One gig. I usually do the uh, either the pay per views or the Fox gigs, the big Fox gigs. But for whatever reason, I wanted to do it, or they wanted me to do it. I forget how it worked. And uh, I had to do the laugh boss, and I had a great fucking time. Yeah, it's That's a great new club. club, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool. good. And they'll buy you the restaurants surrounding the club. 
you Boston know, whatever you want to eat. So many good clubs. It's so sad to go back and say, but there's a little bit of a scene there now. A, lot, a little bit of you know young comics coming up that are trying real hard, that are you know trying to put together a scene. But it takes decades to put together a scene like they used to have there. It's amazing that it deteriorated the way it did. And a big part of the reason why it deteriorated is guys stopped writing. They stopped writing. Those guys are doing the same act for fucking decades. Well, no, I but it, it was the clubs that didn't last i mean nick's why do you think they didn't last i mean there's a part of that was that guys stopped writing it was, it was i guess it was yeah because they were using the same guys mm -hmm. and same guys same yeah, act same act. And it's still fun to watch but yeah, if people. you knew if you would go back to see steve sweeney every year you knew he's going to have a, a new act that's like the one that you saw before like i say if you went out and you could guarantee that you're going to see a half hour of new material from sweeney and then a half hour of that old killer stuff that he yeah. had you would love it, but that's that's a good point. All yeah, I do blame a lot. You're right. It was on the, the comics. culture back then because they didn't. Yeah. Know, I mean, the, the, with the internet, you can't do that. You can't do that anymore. So now everybody's doing the George Carlin method. We try to do a whole new special. You know, between a year and a year and a half, two years, depending on you know how you feel. Like some guys think that a year is too soon. The material's yeah. not good enough. And some guys think, you know, that you waste waste time developing. You should just move what? on to the next act. In in five minutes, Kathy uh, Griffin will have another hour. Five uh, minutes. It, it tells she, she puts out an hour every two hours. An uh, hour every two hours. Yes, she uh, puts out a lot of hours. She puts out a lot of hours, but she's but not like doing punchline jokes. Right. A lot of them are stories. Stories about her uh, hanging out with Cher. Yeah, and stuff like Cher that. Cher stopped returning her calls. She'd lose half her act. I try to do a new CD every two years. Every two years I try to do a new CD. Yeah, two years is a good time because that you means know. you work on it for a solid year and a half and then the last six months you're just fucking sharpening that sword. See the and then by the time it comes around, you're filming, you're sick of it. You don't want to do yeah. it anymore. But see, I, I, I add and take out, add and take out. Like, I know guys, like, I think, like, Chris, I've seen Chris. I, I think maybe even Louie does it. Like, I'll see Chris go on a, a stage with a whole, no, you know, he's trying to do a whole new half or 45 at once, get it all together. You know, mm -hmm. I throw in a new bit, drop a bit, throw in a new bit, drop a bit. But some of these fucking guys like Louie and Chris, they're fucking, they could just, Write an hour like you, that. You wrote for Chris. You helped him write when he was doing like some of his specials, right? No, I wrote. I was when he did it on the Oscars. I wrote mm -hmm. uh, his last movie, Top Five. I wrote on that. I uh, uh, you know I helped do Punch Up. Right. You know, uh, uh, he and Chris is smart. He had a couple. Con he you know. DePaulo, right? DePaulo wasn't on the movie. He was on the Oscars. The Oscars, and Fucking, he used to use he's Rich, a great Rich Jenny a lot. Yes. As well, when we did the Oscars, fucking Jenny. You know, the problem with a lot of big comics, and I'm not, so you're going, is that they could be, a lot of people aren't honest with them. Mm -hmm. Everybody, when you get to a certain level, has a lot of, yeah, yeah that's great, that's great, mm -hmm. it's yes, yeah, no, you could do it. And it's really not to their, you know, standard. Uh, standard. And when we wrote on the Oscars, Jenny had no problem saying to Chris, that stinks, don't do it. It's not right. Yeah. You know, and obviously Jenny knew what he was talking about because he, he was one talking. of the best fucking comics 
in history. I talk about yeah. him all the time on this show that he was like the you one know. guy when people talk about some of the all-time greats uh -huh. He's the one guy that they leave out. I'm like you, you didn't see him in the 80s. You <sighs> missed it If you saw Jenny in the 80s early 90s, he's one of the best of all time How could you not think this guy? He you had to see him though the way we saw killed, him. he He would take a premise and bring it to a whole nother level. He he was the guy, you know, like when people say like your jokes, like you take a premise and you just, you squeeze all the juice out of it. And right when you think you can't get any more out of it, you take it to another place. I learned that watching Jenny. Mm -hmm. I really did. Because I remember thinking that I was just scratching the surface of these subjects. Whereas yeah. he understood how to explore all of them. He, uh, I'll tell you another one I watched and, and I, when I watch Dom Irera, I'm going, this is one of the funniest guys alive. Yeah, no he, doubt. He's just a powerhouse. Yeah, he's a murderer. A fucking powerhouse. He's the best at talking shit. Like, he's one of the best guys ever on Kill Tony. Like, when we, Kill Tony is this podcast that we do, um, and they'll have, like, new comics. Like, open micros will go up and do one minute. And then it'll be, like, Dom Herrera, Tony Hinchcliffe, Brian, maybe me, and d different comics. You yeah. know, like, Russell Peters will sit. All these different comics will sit in on a, do a guest spot. And Dom Herrera murders these fucking guys. I mean, That's murders funny. them. He breaks it down. I mean, and it's effortless for him. Yeah. You're, you're crying laughing. I mean, that's... If you guys ever wind up doing that as a television show, you really should have Dom on like permanently. Oh, yeah. Like he's the guy. He's he should the be best. The Patriot. Yeah, yeah, they did that. <laughs> the, the, the Patriot is unnecessary, yeah. as is the singer guy. Yeah. I think and we did like, that in New York. Uh, uh, Sherrod had a show on, at the comic strip where the new comics would go on, like five of them, and then we'd sit there and judge. Mm -hmm. what, but they did like five minutes. Right. And you don't want to destroy their dreams but you have to be honest with them right you know because they're just gonna have false hope right and a lot of comics do have false hope because no one will tell them exactly no one will exactly. tell them you know this is how you do it. when I first started I I mean I stunk last year but I really stunk when I started uh, you don't find your voice till who knows when you yeah know, you gotta it's a lot of there's a lot of work and there's a lot of being honest and there's a lot of listening to yourself and there's a lot of correction and everybody doesn't start from the same spot some guys start out funnier than you and you just got to accept that and yeah. you can't judge yourself by that you just got to keep going just keep going and keep trying to improve on what you do yeah like when you would, when you would this is what I wanted to ask when you would write for Chris like how what did the process what was it like do you guys meet in an office like how did how did it well, work for for the Oscars for, for any uh, of the things you did well the movie the movie we'd sit on the set mm -hmm. and if you saw him do one thing and it didn't always have to be funny you can go uh, maybe say it that way or walk in from here mm -hmm. or do it take your shirt off or do that you know so what just I mean had, like, he just had different eyes right, on him right because he was directing besides Acting starring and writing yeah you know starting and and writing so you know when he has different eye you know he had you know another comic uh, uh, his name's in my mind and another semi another director uh, N N Nelson George and 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 you know, and his, his acting coach was on the set too. This was all for top five, right? Which, and and not every day was I, you know. Uh, and you'd see something, or you say a line, you know. Uh, and he and, and when Chris liked it, you could tell he liked it. And if he didn't like, you go, mm, you know, right? So and for the Oscars, he pretty much had his own stuff. He kind of knew what he wanted to do for the, but he would say to the comics, and he had like thirteen writers. He had, you know, Chef wrote, Apollo. Uh, uh, Lance, 
uh, and his crew, and uh, Stilson was the head, you know, I guess the head writer, Jeff Stilson, you know, me, and, you know, he'd go out to the comedy club, and he goes, well, I'm going to Laugh Factory tonight, who, who wants to come, whoever wants to come, I'll be at, and some of them didn't go, but I, we went, I went every night to sit and watch, and, and, you know, this is the set he's going to do at the Oscars. And then you, you know, give notes and give notes. But with the Oscars, we didn't give. No, I didn't give notes right there. I sent mine in, and I think they went through Stilson, then to him. Mm -hmm. You know, so I. I mean, I'm not going to say I got one or two things on, which was great. You know, fucking the Oscars. I just wrote for the Comedy Central roast for Bieber. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a writer like that. Bonnie's the right. Bonnie can write. You you want something fucking written? You ask Bonnie. She'll fucking write a book. I mean, this bitch knows how to write. Uh, I'm not <laughs> it's fucking. Your wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she knows how to write. Right. So, but roast stuff, I can come up with some stuff, you know. And and punching up, I can. I'm good at because I could see from my, you know, just from being a stand up for 30 years and watching, you know, uh, that. There were certain things that Chris goes, yeah, that's right. You know, and the other comic, yeah, he's smart. Chris is smart. He has, he keeps funny people around him to tell him, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, that's one of the reasons why his career's lasted so long is that he's open-minded like that. Yes. It, you know, because there's a, there's a big drop-off in a lot of people's acts. You know, you'll see like early sets are really, really good. And then, you know, as it gets, they get older and older, they become almost like a caricature of themselves. Kennison is always yeah. my best example of that. Uh-huh. Kennison, I think in 86 is, if it wasn't the greatest of all time, he's like, it's him and Pryor. Yeah. Right? I feel like from 86 to like 88, he was the greatest of all time. I mean, he was a monster. And people, people who are alive today, you have to look at him in perspective. You have to look at him in perspective of the, what was around back then. There was nothing like that then. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. And he just didn't last. The, the stuff that he put out before his death was dog shit. It was like an open micer doing an impression of Kinnison. It was terrible. Yeah, you just, know what? I did. I heard one of those albums, or, and I'm going, well, uh, but he was way ahead of his time, you know, when it came to such edgy yes. fucking material. Well, he just was doing coke and partying yeah. and hanging out, and there just wasn't a lot of writing going on. And there was, I'm sure there's a lot of yes men in his fucking corner. Oh, yeah. Call, what, all, what of, was, all those guys were... Like when Jenny and Jenny worked with him on his specials too, right? Didn't he uh, work with them on? I some don't know of his who worked with material? him on his specials. I was always fascinated, like how they did that. If they sat in a room and went over material, well, if they. I've seen Chris prepare. I've seen him come down. I, I was at Bananas one night on a weekend, the one in Jersey, and I saw him at the. He goes, "So you're at Bananas this weekend?" I go, "Do you want? If you want to stop, stop in." You know, he stopped in on Saturday. This was two years ago, and did 45 minutes. But he was working out stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it was all new stuff. So when is he stopping in? Is he doing it after your set or something No, like he that? went on before me. He went on. And, and you were the, the headliner? Host. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so you wait like an extra 45 minutes before you go out? Yeah, no big deal. It's Chris. Well, the, we, we, the middle we took off the show. We paid oh, it. We took okay. the middle off. And the host that did, a, did like a... You know, maybe in the middle did five minutes, whatever. Right, right, right. And then Chris came in and did, you know, because he, he doesn't want to hang out and follow, wait for me to be get done. He wants to get in and get out. So he went on, and it was pretty much new stuff. And some killed some. You know, you know when you're Chris Rock and you're, 
Seinfeld or, or Louie, you have, a, a, I guess, a three-minute pass to walk on stage, and the audience is like, whoa. But you have to be funny. Right. You, after, after you get that, right, okay. Don't periscope the fucking show. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. Just pay attention. Just talk. Jesus uh, Christ. So, you know what I mean? There's a, you get a free few-minute pass. Uh-huh. But even with his new stuff, he, w- he was, it was almost honed. So he had it, you know. And you would see Chris walk up to the cellar, come in when he's working on a new, walk in with his notebook, put it down, you know, and just, and then he would throw old stuff in too, you know, to Kinda keep get the it crowd, going. to yeah. keep the crowd going, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and but, but you watch him, and, and and it's brilliant. But the the thing I love about love about he loves comedy. Mm-hmm. He knows comedy. Like we'll sit and talk, and like we'll say Rita Rudner, he'll go one of the best joke writers ever, and she is a great joke writer. Rita Rudner knows how to write a joke. You know, and and Chris knows fucking comedy. He could talk. He said to my wife, he goes, look, if you have a fucking hour of good material and you're a female and you're not famous, something's go- fucking wrong. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? It's I mean, true, a good right? hour, you know, for a female, a good hour. You yeah. know, he knows comedy. He fucking loves comedy. And that's why I love being with Bonnie. She loves comedy. Mm-hmm. She knows comedy she could break down and see you know what's good and what's what, bad, what's bad yeah. and what's hacked she'll tell me you can't do that do you write like in front of a computer on a piece of paper or you just write on stage it just got to come to me on stage like i i have this my the best bit i read recently came to me from being on stage and it was it it's a it just kills it just fucking kills. So you I'm don't opening ever try. my hour with it. You don't ever try to like sit down in front of a computer? Never, or... never in a million. If I was writing for like Tough Crowd or on Red Eye or, you know, when I was on one of those round tables, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to write fucking dumb jokes. And even for Red Eye, I barely, I write a line and hopefully I can ad-lib my way through the show because, you know, it's yeah. fucking the day. I'm not getting paid anyhow. So what the fuck? How much? But with Tough Crowd, you would, I'd wrote. I wrote what, stuff. What is, is that Fox News show? Yeah, it's Fox like, Late at Night. Round it? ta- it's a round table. Do you film it late at night, too? No, they film at 8. 8, 8, 8 a.m.? 8, 8, 8 p.m. Oh, okay. And it comes on at night. It, it, it's a good show for what it is. It's, you know, it's Bonnie's guest hosting it tonight. She's host guest hosting. Oh. She'll be on tonight. I've never watched it. I've only yeah. seen. I've seen a couple of clips of comics on it, yeah. or people saying controversial things on it. But yeah. I've never understood what it is. It's like it's it's like any of the other roundtable shows. Like I, it's I, on Fox News. Yeah, I used to do Joy Behar when she was on CNN, and yeah. that was roundtable. You know, uh, she's a bright woman. She's fucking smart. But, Very bright. But she's so left. Yeah. Look, when you're so left and so right, to me, uh, it. it a, a lot of it, you become delusional. Well, it gets you can't ideological. Yeah. Like you're locked into a certain rigid way of thinking. You got you got to have a bending point. Mm-hmm. It can't be all white and black. It just can't be. Well, what is like her big issues? Well, I mean, she's just so left. She hates to write. Bush, everything he did was completely wrong. Everything Obama does is completely right. So she's you know, an Obama supporter, even after all these years. Well, I haven't seen. Left. I haven't done her show in so long, but she's very left wing. Is she still but on that show? No, no, it's gone. But she was so pro comic and so, you know, I mean, her show. She had comics on all the time. I did her show twenty three times, you know, two emails. 
Uh, she sent you two emails? No, from fans. That's, That's all you got? No. I was no. My her fan base was a little older. They don't get online? No, they don't go. They don't fucking write you emails. I got you get emails from this from old Democrats know. that live in the city, is that what it is? Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> gonna email me. You are funny. That's a fuck. But she she's pro comic. She was gr- great in our movie. She did our movie. Uh you know, so her red eye is basically that type of show. To me, you know, you know, people say Bill Maher's show was the first, but Tough Crowd was a whole was the first at what of comics pretty much saying what they wanted to say yeah. and saying what you couldn't say on other shows and not only disagreeing with somebody, smacking them around a little for being stupid. <laughs> okay, you know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, it was a great show. It was. Why don't they re bring that back? It, it just it, tough it, crowd. Bring it back. I mean, it, Colin Quinn's still alive. Yeah. What the fuck? Is he doing a podcast? Because that would even be a good podcast. Tough crowd no, podcast. Comic great. Colin puts Might be out better one, that way actually. Yeah. Colin puts out one man shows. He's working on his next one. He did. Uh, unconstitutionally did yeah. uh, the one before it. Uh, Does he like doing that better than stand up? Well, I guess he, he's so fucking brilliant, man. He just, I guess stand up is too easy for him, or he's not saying anything he wants to say, right. like he's doing in these one man shows, you know. And well, it's maybe he feels confined by the the desire to get, you know, you have to well, get laughs every x yeah. amount of seconds, and so. also too. He could go into theaters and do these shows. You can't do these shows in comedy clubs, really. Right. He, you know, that, it's a different kind of yeah, show. It's, it's a whole different thing. And, you know, he, he's, I just talked to him when I was driving here. He, I go, you done with your thing? He goes, yeah, and he, he, a book deal, you know, he's done with his book. But the guy's always fucking creating. Mm-hmm. He's always creating. Uh, See so, a happy guy? I, I, think, I think he's really centered. You know, I think he's really centered because I called him about something one day that I was really fucking torn apart about. Or he goes, "Did you go to a meeting or whatever?" Or he said, "He goes, go. It's all bullshit. Go fucking get in touch with what's really bothering you." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he's pretty centered as a person, and I think he's, uh, uh, I, I think he's comfortable in his own skin. You know what I mean? Like so many people are not comfortable, right? In, yeah. You know, and they're hiding, and they're well. That's they're why resi- he's really good at like playing that silly part on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to t- go to Colin Quinn's Twitter, <laughs> if you don't understand his sense of humor, people are like, "Where's the funny?" Yeah, you know, I, I'm not seeing how you're funny. Like, you don't you're missing what he's doing, and he doesn't try to convert those people ever. No. You don't see him arguing with them. He doesn't block them like I will. He's fucking, he's great. It's so, they don't get the fact that he's making fun of everything and he's playing a character on there. It's so fucking, they had a big article in the New York Times about him on Twitter. How how good he is on on Twitter. He's like the number one. You know, I heard Norm. I had haven't. I heard Norm McDonald's really funny with. Uh, he does golf play by play. Yeah, golf. I haven't. Re- I heard it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Norm's just funny. He's period. Fucking, uh, so yeah, Colin. So uh, probably the reason the show never came back. Well, one, it, it leaned a little to the right. You know, I mean, Nick leaned to the right. Colin leaned to the right. 
I guess Geraldo was neutral. He was a little more left. Yeah, he was. Who Geraldo? Yeah, yeah he was left. Geraldo's he was left. A little left. Norton's a little right. Was at the time a little to right. Norton's more neutral now. Yeah, I was more to the right then, but I'm neutral now. Well, I think when Norton uh, was, well, he was uh, and still is, I think he's anti the hypocrisy of the left. That's what I. That's yeah. completely the they're hip, the hypocrites. Yeah, because it's like all the idea. Like if you put it on paper and you had a checklist of what do you actually support? Yeah. Gay marriage, check. Yes. You know, racial equality, check. Like all the things that the left pushes for, I'm in their corner on almost all of it. But then it gets to certain things that you just go, well, you guys are just silly, you know. Like, yeah. there's there's certain aspects of of the any all left or all right ideology. It's like you can't like the worst thing to me is when I'm talking to someone and they talk about the Democrats. Like, look, we got to win in 2016. Like, what is this? We are you? Are you? We are you running for president? Yeah. Like, we we got to win. I guess this is a team for you, and then you realize, well, kind of is a team for them. Yeah, it becomes this, you know, Patriots versus the fucking Steelers or something. It just gets it gets to one of those things. People voted for Obama. See, a lot of young. If you're under twenty five, you're not supposed you 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 shouldn't have a point of view. Shut your fucking mouth. You haven't lived long enough to yeah, know. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be able to vote unless unless you could write a paper explaining why you 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 want Obama or yeah, this guy and, or, and then you could have it read by people who you know have well, a yes. brain have uh, life experience and but that doesn't well, make sense either because well people people <sighs> when he won which people wanted something different but people voted the first election out of emotions, not out of intellect. Well, I they, thought he was good out of intellect. I thought he was good. First of all, he was so much more articulate than Bush. He, he was but he so wasn't much, running against Bush. But it doesn't so matter. It. It's like yeah. coming back from that. Yes. It's like, okay, now we have someone who actually can talk. Yeah. Who's obviously brilliant. Uh, he's a very smart person. Well, and his ideas, like the ideas about closing Guantanamo Bay, getting out of these fucking wars. No, it didn't. You know, but, but that's what you learn. You learn from a guy like Obama that it doesn't matter. That this, that the, what, re, what politics really all about is about stroking the back of the people that got you there. Yeah, you it's, know? it's a business. What you got to do to keep your business running. Yeah. Okay. Farrakhan is a fucking brilliant speaker. Farrakhan is a great. Have you ever heard him speak? Yeah. He's a great speaker. He fucking captivates. He 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 yeah. keeps you, lit, you know. So, uh, but what are they saying? What is right. any politician saying that hasn't been fucking said before? Not much. Okay, they're saying the same thing in a different uh, change. Yeah, well, of course everybody wants fucking change. Nobody's fucking happy that the the you know. Mortgages are sky high. Interest rates are fucking less than half a percent. Nobody wants to, you know, at times the gas prices were $4 a gallon. Yeah, of course you want change. But all that other stuff is bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's just them trying to keep their business fucking running. That's and their business opinion. involves having people donate money to them to get them into office. Yeah. And then keeping those people happy once they get in office. I mean, that's what we found out about Obama. Obama just—if you look at him on paper, first of all, the, th the stuff that he's done against whistleblowers—that was a whole part of his campaign. That if we—if someone comes forward exposing illegal activity, we we will protect them. I mean, that was a part of the yeah. "We Are Change" website. They re they redacted that from the website in light of the Edward Snowden uh -huh. and uh, uh, Chelsea Handler shit. 
All the, Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Manning. Uh, Ready. What, what, did she Go take off Chelsea. her shirt again? That's how, no, that's how strong Chelsea Handler is as a personality. You say the word Chelsea, you have to say yeah. Handler after it. Not even Clinton. That's Not even funny. Chelsea Clinton. Um, you, you know, uh, all that shit that happened with WikiLeaks, you know, it's the, the idea that they're protecting whistleblowers has been... It's been debunked. I mean, there's none of that. I mean, that was part of the promise that they were saying in office. Like, if people come forth and expose illegal activity, yeah. we're going to protect them. Well, they did, and you didn't. And that was a core component of what people were looking forward from him, yeah. that he was going to be different than these fucking criminals that were in charge before he was in there. Well, fucking the FBI, even your local uh, detective, is not going to fucking burn their informants. Yeah. Because their informants are what... Are exactly. giving them numbers, uh, but the problem is sure. that what these guys, what Edward Snowden did, what Chelsea Manning yeah. did, was expose them, and you know that's the government, that's the very people that he works for. So the idea of whistleblowers wasn't nearly as attractive when they're yeah. blowing the whistle on the actual government themselves. The guys in your they fucking like building, whistleblowing on corporations or whistleblowing on you know the, the the people that fucking spilled the oil out in the middle of the Gulf Coast. It was yeah. It was the actual government itself, the NSA, the CIA, and they, they were like... Do you think since he's been... I mean, since he's been in office, and this is... right. I mean, r racial divide has grown, I think, uh, immensely since he's been in office. I in mean, some ways. But in, in some ways, way, it's actually come other, around. I think people are, are, are united, in a sense, in a lot of ways, because they realize how much racism there really is, how much racism yeah. black people have to deal with when it comes to the police. When you watch all these videos of black people being harassed by the cops or beaten up by the cops or that Eric Gardner guy getting choked to it, death it, in New York. Ridiculous. It should never happen. should have never well, happened. But it probably wouldn't happen if there was a white guy in a suit, and we all know that. Yeah, but we know else. Okay. But you know as much as the media exploits every now every fucking time you see now there's a cop doing something wrong or doing this wrong or doing mm -hmm. you're not seeing uh you know four fucking criminals walking down the street you don't know if they're fucking packing a weapon mm -hmm. you don't see them harass it's all right now what's selling fucking papers and we're saying papers loosely is what are the cops doing to black people? Right. That's what's selling right now. Right. That's what's headlines are. And as many look, as many uh, bad cops, and and you know, it's maybe one out of twenty. Right. One out of you know the percentage is this you know like this. This lady, I didn't see the documentary. Made a documentary about AA. All the predators in AA, mm -hmm. all the uh, you know the criminals and this and that, and people taking advantage. Well, you guess what? You got fucking people, people in you know you got people's in rooms that were fucking ex ex heroin addicts, in and out of jail. Some killers, some this. Yeah, there's gonna be some well, fucked up people. What's the numbers that you're dealing with? You're yeah. dealing with just, millions and millions of people. Yeah. Like here, look at it this way: How many people do you think get arrested by the cops? or have interaction with the cops every fucking day of the week across the entire country. It's got to be in the hundreds of yes. thousands of interactions every day. Yes. So these glaring instances like the guy in South Carolina that shot that guy, fucked up, unbelievably fucked up. Yeah. What happened in Baltimore, fucked, fucked up. up. What happened in Ferguson, fucked up. Yes. Those fucked up instances, those become like something that they can focus on because those are, those are these, these blips. And they're, 
in the overall scheme of things, in comparison to how many interactions people actually have with the cops, the, the, the amount of times people get shot in those situations are fairly small. But we're dealing with hundreds of millions of people and the interactions of hundreds of millions yeah. of people on a daily basis. And you're going to find things to focus on. Does it mean there's no problem? No, there's definitely a fucking problem. If those, if one of those things happen, that's a problem. That that one instance is a that, problem. That thing in Staten Island was unwatchable. Which one that, is this? Oh, the choke? The, the, yeah, yeah. It was Eric Carden. Yeah. Unfucking watchable. And but do you think the cops went in there with the mindset? I want to kill this guy. Well, they fucked no. up because they they, make, they were getting. Well, first yeah. of all, they use cops to collect revenue. That's yeah. a problem. That's part of the problem. It's like they use cops to write tickets. They use cops to to make arrests. They have quotas. That's fucked yeah. up. They're doing that because they want to make money. Yeah. and they want these cops to be profitable for them. You, if if no one did any crime. What the fuck would cops do if they have quotas? If there was no crime, if the whole country agreed to have a moratorium on crime for like yeah. three weeks, what the fuck would everybody do? They would have to start planning crime. They'd have to start well, faking it, crime and arresting people for shit that didn't happen. Yeah, but that's the same as saying if there was no fires, firemen wouldn't have no, to No, it's not. Because well, there's oftentimes no fires for years, and no one ever talks about, like, hey, we don't need the fire department anymore. anymore. Everybody knows that fires are always possible. Yeah. So you want to keep a fire department. If anybody ever ran for mayor said, and saying, look, we don't need a fire department, everybody just stop playing with matches. All right, we're good. We just cut money off the budget. They would go, whoa, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? But the idea of having no cops because uh, there's no crime, people uh -huh. would welcome that. They would welcome that, like, oh, we don't need cops. There's no crime anymore. Like, you you can't you can't like force these people to make arrests. And the idea of putting quotas on cops, if you have lazy cops that don't go out and enforce the law, well, then you need to get better cops. But what you can't do is you can't make people arrest people. Because if you make people arrest people, you're assuming someone's going to do something bad. If no one did anything bad, isn't that the whole point of having a police presence? Like, the whole point of having a police presence is people realize, oh, there's cops, I don't want to do anything yeah. bad. But if that happened, those cops would be fucked because they have quotas. You know, and people try to say there's no quotas. Bull yeah, of course there's shit. quotas. Traffic Bull quotas. fucking shit. I yes, know yes. cops. They tell me. Even if there's unwritten quotas, there's quotas. There's pressure on them to arrest people. Yes, and it's been proven time and time again there's quotas. And, and it's, it d varies by department. It varies by city and state. But without a doubt, there's a lot of pressure on people to arrest people. So they can get funding. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. I mean, that's how they yes. make money. And these fucking these forfeiture, asset forfeiture situations. Situations where people are getting their their money taken from them. This yes. fucking kid. There was a, the one on Amtrak. The DEA is uh, catching people on Amtrak because some kid had money saved up. He had sixteen thousand dollars on him. Clean criminal record. No fucking history of drug sales. No history of drug use. Uh, and they took his fucking money. What now was this? Kid's what do you go mean? To Amtrak. Civil forfeiture. The DEA is involved in these civil forfeiture cases. It's fucking disgusting, man. Well, how did here's one of them. Richland, one four point one million dollar police station funded by civil forfeiture. You fucking criminals, criminals! You're stealing money from the people that you're supposed to be fucking protecting. They steal, and then you have to take them to court, and you have to try to get that money back. Even if somebody made money from selling drugs, even yeah. if they made money from selling drugs, 
That's not the fucking police department's money. They can't take that money and buy margarita machines and all this shit they've been accused of doing. Because that's what they have been. They've been convicted of doing that. It's awful. Well, it's a whole corrupt society. You know, I mean... Well, it's corrupt because they've been allowed to be corrupt because they've got incompetent shitheads that are running these police departments and good cops are forced into bad situations. If you have it on the books that they're allowed to take money from people, then it's up to their discretion. And then you have these fucking idiots that, you know, just decide to, to pull the trigger and you're going to have a certain amount of idiots in any group of people. If you have 500 people, you've got five idiots no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do, you pull any 500 people, five of them, you're gonna want to kill with a fucking hammer. They're assholes. No matter what you do, there's a certain amount of people that are just dumb as shit. There's and four if, in this room, and well, I know one of these an idiot right here. Me, uh, you're not <laughs> no, an idiot. I know you just I, occasionally sound like one. Here's, I, I, you can't get like. Look, if they want to put, if they want to take your property and build a highway through your fucking property, they'll do it. They'll no, they're not. They're not going to do it. They're not doing it anymore. They're not doing they're it doing anymore because town. of stories like that, because people find out about asset forfeiture. They've just, they've started to yes. rescind those laws. They've started to pull those laws back. They shouldn't just pull those well, laws back. They should, they should put everyone who fucking was a part of that in jail. Everyone who let people take some kids $16,000 and you make them go to court for it. You know how much money it costs to fight against, and then the, the, you have to pull receipts for how you made that $16,000. This is supposed to be America, okay? You're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. You find, what's, $16,000 isn't that much fucking money. Yeah. It's not like the guy had $2 billion in gold bullion. Like, where'd you get it? Fuck you! Like, hey, let's <laughs> settle down, buddy. You, you might have done something illegal to get $2 yeah. billion. You're only 12. No, yeah. this is a, a kid who earned money and they stole it from him because they decided it was reasonably suspicious. But you're going, you're going, you're going from a whole different from the police officer on the street doing what they got to do to to stop crime and keep stay alive mm -hmm. to the bureaucrats that are passing these fucking laws and they're just pawns. The cops are just pawns in the chess well, game. Well, they may start out as pawns, but you somewhere know, along the line, a lot of times they wind up being fucking legal criminals. They wind up doing illegal, what should be illegal shit, so but it does, is legal. So does half the club owners we work for. So does fucking, so, so does half the corporations. That one just got caught dumping, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they're all banks, fucking, you yeah. know. And the banks are the biggest... Less than half a percent interest, but when you a loan, you take out a loan, you're paying what, four, five percent interest, six percent on a loan, on a, you know. So, but you how, agree to do that? I mean, that's something you say. Well, okay, I'll agree to you this. Have I no need that money. You, you have no choice. You have no choice. choice. Your choice is to not get that loan. There's a big difference between that and someone stealing your money when they pull you over because they decide yeah. you shouldn't have ten thousand dollars on you. You know, that, that, like, they've been doing that for a long time. They've been pulling people over for a long time just taking their money. Because if you have money on you, you have to prove that you got that money through legal means. That is bullshit. And, you know, it's, it's situations like that that engender uh -huh. or it, it, it create this lack of trust in law enforcement. You created an enemy. You created an enemy in that kid. That kid is going to distrust the DEA and the FBI and the CIA. And anybody pulls him over, he's going to distrust them forever because you ruined his life for a, a long period of time. The time he's got to go to court, the sleepless nights he spent thinking of this smirking cunt yeah. that stole his fucking money with a badge on, that criminal with a fucking badge on. But you know what? Look, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm 
didn't even take money from me, Rich. Fucking what am I bitching black, about? black people. I, you can't even imagine a struggle because you're not black. People, right. white liberals go, oh, I know your struggle. You don't know no, the struggle. No, they don't know. You don't know the struggle because yeah. you don't leave the house every day in fear. Okay. And, and, How and, about and that, that stop and frisk shit they were doing okay, in New but York? That's, that's all being exploited because also, and I agree, I grew up in a black thing. I seen it. I don't. I never felt it or lived it, but I seen it. Okay, because that's where I grew up. So I don't. I don't. I have the feeling of anti-Semitism that I that I could feel because that's what I see and, and feel. But you will never see the story of the cops that went in and stopped a gang war or 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 broke up uh, broke up you know a uh, a uh, a husband from killing his fucking wife mm-hmm. on a domestic call that right. saved his wife and that family's and life lives and risked their so. lives right. and saved two kids cuz the fucking father or even the mother fucking lost it some so, dummy some bureaucrat some dummy some administrator whoever the fuck yeah. passed those regulations that allowed cops to steal money from people they're the problem you gave them yes. legal power you gave them a green light and you made it where it's not even against the law and so they feel like they're justified in doing that you got to be very careful of the power that you give people because it's very difficult yes. to take that power back and it's also very difficult to take that righteous attitude like hey they have this attitude like what they're doing is just because it's legal because they, they can't look at it objectively it's hard but don't you think in the morning five cops you take five cops Roll call. They listen. Don't you think? I don't know what percentage, but I would let's even say seven out of ten are not going five, go, and then there's seven out of ten. No, I'm no, I'm, I was just going to use five. I don't even know how many grams or an ounce. Well, hold on. But say, say whatever the percentage is. Okay. That most of those cops aren't going to work. Going, I'm going to find somebody and take money. I would, I would, I would bet that most of those cops are going. I'm going to try to do something good today. I'm going to try to. I'm stop. sure a lot of them. Okay, do. I'm. I'm sure more are there to protect and serve than there are to fuck you over. I, and I'm pretty. You know. You know what I mean. So the ones that are there risking their lives because they're going to a job where they might not come home. Yeah, they absolutely. might not fucking come home. Like I and said, you, it's not them. It's the yeah, fucking people that give say, them yes. laws that that pass laws that allow them to do these things. Okay, but the they laws, make it legal. But the law you're talking about is where they could take that money. Do That's you just think, one of them? Yeah, okay, but how about stop and frisk? Okay, imagine if you're a black guy and you're walking down New York and you've done nothing wrong. You're going to school, yeah. and some asshole with a, a fucking you know a chip on his shoulder thinks it's okay for him to touch your body, start rifling through your fucking pockets for no reason, how and ma- maybe calls you a racial slur in the process if you mm-hmm. resist him. And there's nothing, not a goddamn thing you can do about it. But do you don't think that happens in in white areas? Doesn't either? matter if it you happens don't... in white areas. I'm just saying, like, it's th- not just, just that black. happening at all because you gave them the possibility. You okay. let them on paper. You made it legal for them to do that. As soon as you make it legal for them to do things that are inappropriate that don't make any sense, like if there's no there's no real reasonable uh, like reason to to search someone. Yes. they're not in the middle of something criminal they're not doing anything suspicious they're just walking down the street you're, that's discrimination and you're, you're giving them a legal precedent you're giving them a that. legal on paper reason to pull someone over and be a cunt okay and you're right but how many how many uh, uh, serial killers how many rapists how many kidnappers have been caught due to profiling the FBI I mean 
they're that's not putting, profiling. Yes, it Stop is profiling. Stop is not yes, profiling. Yes, it is profiling because they're looking at people. Black that, people? That, it, you know, how you know, many people no, were not, white that right got now, pulled over for Stop and Frisk? Was it even how two? Do you know, how do you know in Ohio that, that you're just what looking at... the New York City law? It, it, I, that Stop and Frisk shit? It's that only was in New York. York. It was well, only that, was, in, that was where it was widely criticized. Okay. I mean, I'm sure... Cops do similar things yes. in other places. Well, yes, but they stop you. They, if you're going through a fucking uh, Toledo, Ohio, and you see four white kids that look like trouble, that fit a profile, cops will fuck with them. Well, they'll ask okay. them questions, but they're not legally How, allowed to start searching through their pockets like they were in New York. What they were doing in New York, that stop and frisk shit, is bullshit. That's fucked okay. up. I don't know enough about it. I don't know the crime statistics. I do do believe in certain types of profiling but we wouldn't catch half the you know all the terrorism that has been stopped in this country which we don't even know about mm -hmm. and there's been a lot okay since 9-11 they have caught a lot of fucking people they've also have, in, they've also entrapped a lot of people and forced yeah. them into doing terrorist shit like that guy in dallas they took some what? guy who was like mentally challenged they forced him into this situation where they they gave him a fake bomb and gave him like a cellular phone to detonate it and then as soon as he tried to detonate it they arrested him like, Serious? Yeah, yeah, it's a famous case. Oh, they yeah. fucking they tricked this dummy and they 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 talked him. He got probably would have never found the means or the resources to have this bomb in the first place. Now he's in jail for the rest of his life. But wait, was he? He was willing to t make that call and blow that bomb up. Okay, but, well, guess what? But they, they, you can convince people to join Scientology. You can convince people. Once they join Scientology, should you arrest them for being retarded? Okay, here's the <laughs> you thing. Know? He's not, I don't think he was, I don't know the story, but if, if a cop can convince them, so can a fucking, uh, yes. so can. Uh, so true, so okay. true. But so there's a lot of idiots fucking, out there. Yeah, and, and guess what? Profiling is helps stopping those fucking idiots from from committing these fucking atrocious attacks. You can make that argument. You could also make the argument that they're what they're doing is they're taking advantage of someone who's stupid. And they're 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 being like very persuasive and they're getting some dummy to do something he probably would have never done in the first place and may have never even made contact with those kind of people in the first place or people that have the resources to do those things. Yeah, but why would they pick somebody like that unless there was Because they want to make arrests. That, that's that's yeah. real, it's a score keeping thing. I mean, they want to make arrests. They, 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 a lot of them, yes. A lot of them are trying to prevent crime. Yes. They're trying to do good. The vast majority. But the problem is, there's a, there's enough wiggle room there for assholes, and assholes get involved in police enforce and law enforcement, and they fuck it up for everybody else. Because all the good cops, they have to think about that guy in South Carolina that yeah. shot that guy in the back who was running away. Fucking like that, ridiculous. Exactly. That, okay. that becomes a but part. But how come you don't hear about... The good cops. No, not even that. How come you don't hear... Look at that. What, what? is this? In 2012, New Yorkers were stopped by the police 532,911 times in one year. 473,644 were totally innocent. 89%. That's criminal. Okay, guess what? 55% were black. 32% Latin. Yeah, 10% white retired. You know, you know what and the makes white me happy? No teeth. You know what happens out, out of this? looking motherfuckers. You know what happened? You know what makes me happy about this? What? No Jews? No Jews. <laughs> Jews are white. They, they have Jews in the white category. <laughs> now, they put, now it would be Jews. Where do you fall into? You, I fall I, into if Jew. I looked at you, I'd say maybe maybe Latin. If you started just, talking Spanish, if yeah. I ran into you, I'd say, papi. You know, you Listen, started... When someone, people trash white people, I don't give a fuck. If they trash Jews, I get upset. But white, white people, people are Jews. Jews are white people. Yeah, but not with no wasp or white people. That, that was right after 
you know, it's, it's weird because look at 2012, how, how big it is. And then look how in 2014, the, the, the big drop. What was it like? 2000? They stopped doing it. They stopped it. it. They, got, they got in trouble. What was 2011? People, they sued the fuck but out of But wait a second. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. A lot of law. For, Does lot it say... Look at 88% in 2011. But guess what? Guess what they're not saying? But look at all, almost all of it is 80 plus percent innocent. But guess what? In these statistics, in these statistics, they're not saying whether crime has risen or dropped. Who gives a fuck? Well, it doesn't you matter. You can't just you can't just ruin people's lives. You can't just arrest people, frisk them, fuck with them, give them all this crazy stress if they're totally innocent. In 2006, it was 90 yeah. percent innocent. It's ridiculous. Was it's that, a stupid policy. Did this start right after 9-11? No! Yeah, well, it started after 9-11, but they're deep into 2012 when they were doing it. That's when it first started here. Yeah, 2002, 86% were totally innocent. Uh, who was mayor at the time when this started? 82% in 2002. Was, who was mayor? Was it Giuliani? Giuliani, right? Yeah. Well, he was, yeah. A, he, was a head, he was a head district attorney. This guy was, yeah, you know, he was... Cocksucker. Uh, 9 out of 10. 9 yeah. out of 10, stop and frisk New Yorkers have been completely innocent. That's not good. And it makes you wonder, like, like what is that one? Well, oh, they had some weed on them, or you know, yeah, they, they had like exactly. an expired but, you driver's know, license. It's all okay. Yeah, injustice. There's fucking injustice throughout this world. There's injustice amongst blacks, whites, mm -hmm. Jews, broad women. But obviously, women. more blacks than whites. And if you know the numbers, there's way more white people than black people yes, in New York. There's that's racial profiling in that's, this country. That's, that's an illegal. Policy. I mean that that if you it might be legal, but it's an immoral, unjust, unethical, racist policy. Should there be racial profiling towards Middle Easterns? No, you don't think so. No, at all. No, no, no racial I think, profiling. I, no, at all. you look if you if you know something about someone's past. Do you know how many fucking people are in the Middle East? Do you know how many people that are in the Middle East that aren't terrorists? Uh, the, the vast the, majority. Yes, you're so right. you're saying like because a small percentage are terrorists, you should racially profile the vast majority of innocent people and subject them to all sorts of scrutiny only at that the you airport. wouldn't white people only, only at the airport. airport. <laughs> why why is it the airport? When are I know. Just, you know, when, I know. When are they going to pick fucking the, the you know, NASCAR races yeah. and shit? You know, it, yeah. it seems like there's a lot more people to be killed at larger areas. And yeah. something about airplanes, they're terrifying already. So yeah. terror in airplanes just ramps it up even further. You know, we have the smartest people in the world that are supposedly running these countries, these airlines. Do you know history, how different history would be with a fucking, if there was a $5 deadbolt on that fucking cockpit door, okay? Just a deadbolt. Okay, how, after all the hijackings to Cuba How before about if there that? were sky marshals on planes? Yeah. If there were sky marshals on planes before 9-11, 9-11 would have never happened. The I mean, whole, if you, they would have just taken those fucking guys out, tack, 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 that would have been yeah. the wrap. That would have been the end of it. You have highly trained cops, you know, mercenaries, you get some Blackwater guys, whatever the fuck you got to do. Guys have been to war, know how to kill people, and you put them on these planes to guard them from assholes with box cutters, and you're done. I mean, you just, it, you, it costs a little money, and it, the idea that they were unprotected from something like that, and you, the idea that you could use a plane as a weapon, and that had been considered long before September 11th. I mean, they had talked about that many, many times, mm -hmm. about what would happen if terrorists took over. I mean, that was, that was not a, like, uh, uh, like an unthought-of scenario. So how come none of these fucking CEOs or heads of these airlines said, we fucking money. locked, a, we locked the pilots in? 
We save money. They don't open the door under any circumstance. Well, how about that fucking land. guy in Germany? The the pilot went to take a shit. The co-pilot, who's depressed, decides to fly the plane into a uh, into a, a mountain. A mountain. And they can't even get inside. I mean, that's insane. They're pounding on the door, and this this asshole just drops the plane right down into a mountain. I mean, how the fuck is that possible? How is there no fail-safe method to get inside that plane? Or how is how do they not have a phone where they can override, where they can call someone and who could override the controls? It seems yeah. to me like there should be another way into that car. And I wonder how hard it is to break that fucking door down. Yeah. I mean, I well, look now it's, it's probably like a vault. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of those big, heavy metal doors. Yeah. That it seems pretty big, but I wonder. You know, I wonder how hard it is. I wonder how hard it is to break down. I wonder. Was if that proven that the co-pilot yes. just flew yeah, it into yeah, the mountain? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it was totally, totally intentional. He was depressed. He was on antidepressants. He was suicidal. He was. He was all. He was, he was all fucked up. It's, I mean, suicide is selfish. I, I mean, I can't deal with it. I don't know. I don't know anybody. But to take a whole fucking plane down, you know, a what a of fucking proportions. motherfucking yeah. It's a a piece man, of, and again, you know, we focus on that. Meanwhile, this, how many thousands of planes fly successfully every day? Yeah, and we don't even think about that. Why is there just, not one parachute on the plane though? Well, you know what? You, you would you would die anyway, man. You you're going 30,000 30, feet. You wouldn't have any air when you jumped out. You probably would die of having no air. And on top of that, it'd be freezing fucking cold. The, the the idea that you would be fine and that you would make it like when you parachute you don't really parachute from that high yeah, it's very the rare moving and when too they fast. do yeah. they do they have like all sorts of special equipment oxygen tanks and shit here's uh, uh, it was on I don't know 60 minutes or something I didn't see it Bonnie told me and it makes sense if you went on a plane wearing a helmet or brought a helmet on your chances of survival are a lot better because most people when a plane crashes hit hit their head on the fucking seat or whatever mm -hmm. they get knocked out unconscious and they burn to death so if you got a fucking helmet boom you hit your head at the crash you're probably going out anyway i got news for you you, you get i mean you a get good helmet going 500 miles an hour and your, your fucking head is jello even inside the hell you know when, yeah. when they catch guys who die in motorcycle uh accidents they call them squids because they're they have helmets on, but their neck gets snapped anyway, and so they're like a squid. The everything below the hard stuff is just mush. Oh um, yeah. Or how come I'm waiting for the airplane? To, oh man, that really fucking defeated my fucking theory. Because every time I go on a plane now, I try to get a blanket in case it's going to crash. I wrap no. my head up like a <laughs> turban. We got to wrap this up. I got to okay. get out of here, unfortunately. How can they, real quick, how come they don't make, God damn, when I'm on, it just flows. How come, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I bring it to another level. I don't know if Tom and Christine does what Bonnie and I do. Well, there's only the one way to find out. The roast, roast battle. battle. <laughs> the roast, roast battle. battle. Roast battle. <laughs> roast battle. Roast battle. Will you guys be willing to fly in for this? Yeah, probably. We, we want to take, something. We, yeah, we want to do. We want to do a week of vacation in here, anyhow. Okay. Well, tell me when you're doing it. I'll have you guys both in studio together, and uh, we'll we'll promote it. Yeah, but we got to do it in a club. You mean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying you and Bonnie have oh. you guys in studio to then, promote it, okay. and maybe I'll have Tom and Christina in studio as well. Oh, that sounds fun. On a different day, or maybe even the same day. Fun. Same day. Chaos. Awesome. Yeah, that fucking, sounds fucking total fun. chaos. Yeah, uh, we'll do it. 
right, we got to end Thanks this. Thanks for I having me this weekend. You're the best. Love Friday you, buddy. through Sunday, Ventura Comedy Club. Thank you for having me you're again. Fucking I hilarious. fucking love doing and, this. And uh, if go see him this weekend, I guarantee you you're gonna have a good time. If you don't have a good time, you're a shithead and you have a terrible sense of humor. Rich Voss Thanks. will be at the Ventura Comedy Club Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Thanks. Google it. You can find it. Rich Voss on Twitter. Thank love you, you, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right. Me.